And since I am dead, I can take off my head and recite Shakespearean quotation marks. With the what? Quotation marks. <laughs> no animal or man can scream like, like I, I can, can with the fury of my recitations. Jacob, we're yeah. here. It's time to talk. Let's About have Halloween. a conversation and walk that walk. Is that how it goes? No. Well, what do you but want? But I can recite so, <laughs> finally back. Siberian, Siberian quotations. So, hey, we're finally back, man. Finally? What do you mean, finally? Well, I don't know. It's been a week. It felt like it was a really long time. Yeah, I guess it was kind of, I mean, I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Possibly. Perhaps. Does maybe. it really feel like that long? Yeah. To you? Yeah. I think I'm a little bit quiet there. Hello? I think you're good. Hello? We're, we're all good. I we're, think we're good. We're, we're happy good. campers. I can hear myself. I can That's hear perfect. you. That's perfect. All right, so... Um, happy camping. So, Jacob, what did you do yes, this Philip. What do you think? You know, I mean, hello, welcome you back know, to our little talk show in our high-tech studio. I don't know. Do we have any guests? No, we don't have any guests. Yeah, how come we, we stopped kind of having guests? Because we don't know... Because we ran out of people we know. We ran out of people that we know that people would be interested in, in talking to us. Yeah. That's actually that's a good point. I think that's what happened, really. Mm, but it's but October. There are still, but see, we could bring back guests. That's that's the beauty of this. You could bring yeah, back like guests. Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim again for the 15 million times. But we can bring Tim back. We'll bring Tim back yeah, as yeah. usual. He's a regular he's a regular cast member. Right, right. As we say. But uh, I wanted to member. say, since I started singing... But no, I'm saying we could bring some people back. Like, I think it'd be cool to bring some people back and talk more about, in, more in-depth about some of the stuff maybe we didn't get to talk about before mm, okay. with certain guests. Well, we can make lists, or people can make lists, yeah. so people can make requests, and people like, can ask, like, why don't you bring uh, Dante Bosco to talk with and us And we'll about. say... And we'll no talk problem. about the last, uh, you know, what was it, the last Legend of Korra. The last episode, you mean? No, the last season. We like, can talk about that. Uh, what do you mean last With season? Don Tabasco. This one now. Mm-hmm. We yeah. talked about it. We talked about the first episode. No, but not with Don Tabasco. <laughs> Is Don Tabasco in this one? In the newest He episode? might be. Remember, he's uh, he's the general. Yeah, I know, but but, I but what does that have to do with you saying Don Tabasco is in the last episode? Either? No, I said, he, I said bring guests. Yeah, and yeah, I said Don I mentioned Tabasco. that as an example. Don Tabasco. Yes. And we can talk about the last episode of Korra. Yeah. The and, latest and, episode. Yes. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, I'm sure. And talk about this country in dander. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to get that. No one's going to get that. It's a bad fan fiction. Never mind. Um, I wanted to say, like, I started this because I was going to say, because uh, I started with a... Um, Sorry, one second. Let me just reset my chair a bit so I'm a little bit more Closer. A little closer. No one's going to get that one either. Nope. That's secret stuff. No one can know. Okay. Actually, I wanted to say, yes. uh, we actually, you know, I started this uh, episode with a little quote from... Uh, Danny Elfman and the Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. music. Uh, I wanted to mention something about that. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it for a long time. I just know the songs because I have some of the tracks on my uh, my old generic MP3 device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it's actually a Zen Vision M, which is very old from 2006. It's, it's, it's it had its hero's journey. Oh man, it it is amazing. I have I'm a, actually surprised. How I think well I have a picture made. of it when it was brand new, and I should just compare it with the picture I have now. Like that's I pretty amazing, a picture of it now. It is so busted. It is... I also like how we went through all this effort to buying an MP3 player. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is before, this is when I didn't really have too many of my own things. I kind of shared most of it with Phil. I was like, what, 12 or something when we got it and you were 16 or something like that. So like you pretty much had like the 17. computer. You had like the MP3 player. I did. I didn't even use an MP3 player back then. Uh, and so we went through this. What do you mean? You had the, the wonderful this compact little, this is a little later, a little bit mini later. disc player. Yeah, but that was back when I thought it's going to be so great, and I put like five songs in it. Well done. Speaking of mini player, that was actually a pretty interesting transitional uh, MP3 
There wasn't even MP3. It was just yeah, little MDs. Yeah, mini discs. That was actually pretty interesting. It's also very silly now that you think about it, because it quite was, it was quite basically so. a CD player, just smaller. That's really all it was. Um, no, yeah. but we went through the efforts for, for some reason to buy these MP3 players because you had this fascination with getting an MP3 player with video on it. I don't know why. Oh yeah, because I wanted to show my movies on this oh, MP3 was that player. The That's the only reason why I really wanted one with video. So my little thoughts were when I was 15 and 16 were if I meet someone, I can quickly show them my movie. Look, you can just whip out this player and be like, look at this. And they'll go, bring him in. You're, you're coming to the or, set and then, with then us I would tomorrow. say like, when I'm bored in the car, when we drive... I can watch something. Yeah, that, see, that that sounds theoretically very yeah, good. I know, and right? In real life, it's like, no. No. So what we got? We got that. We never first, used it, never did. It was too uncomfortable, a very small screen. What's the point? Exactly. But we went through like one player, which is like this iRiver we bought. Yeah, we bought an iRiver first, and, and I didn't like the sound quality for that, so we returned it. it. So we bought it online, SRS didn't we? Thing, some yeah. kind of strange booster enhancer. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, no video? What? Mm-hmm. And, oh, let's return that. Or album covers. Really? That's and then bad. we bought this huge screen. Then we bought another MP3 player. player. It was like Windows, Windows, Microsoft, something. It had a Microsoft interface, and you can watch stuff on this giant screen. It felt mm-hmm. it looked like a um, Game Boy Advance, I think, but yeah. just with a huge screen instead. Pretty or much. like a or like a Wii Wii U uh, master similar, controller. Similar. Think of that blended. Yeah. Blended with the Nokia Engage. Remember Nokia? Engage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. And then you, there you have this Microsoft thing. I'm gonna actually now that we mentioned all this, we're gonna find all the pictures for yeah. it. I used that for like a few days, but I didn't like the sound quality again. Well, and the see, video quality obviously wasn't any it wasn't amazing. anything special. It was very low quality. And this is back in 2005, 2006. And it, but it was neat. Like It was neat, but videos. I thought it was just not compact enough. and yeah. not really useful. So we returned that, yeah. which is and beautiful. Finally, finally, we did the right thing, which was properly research. Kind yeah, yeah. Of what, because we, I didn't want to get an iPod. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. Well, People we were thinking, anti- why we were you want to get an iPod back then? Mm-hmm. I think we should just be clear about that. I don't know why. I think we just had this sentiment like that it was popular and Apple. Well, that's because really, it was really, really popular. Yeah, really I didn't want to be part of the popular. Crowd. Exactly. Crowd. And same thing for me. I just didn't want to be. I just get anything, anything but iPod. There was like even a forum, I think, or something, or a website. Anything but iPod. I think this is where also they recommend yeah. Creative Zen <laughs> Vision M. But I used to watch um, CNET a lot in two thousand five. Oh yeah, uh, I've seen it. Six. I used to watch that. It was actually pretty fun because I think this is before, obviously, before YouTube. So this is before people kind of made specialized channels for specialized topics, especially technology. And CNET was this still kind of the powerhouse of technology reviews. So they had a lot of departments for reviewing specific types of consumer products. And I used to watch a show called The BuzzFeed on CNET, which was hosted by Molly Wood. Yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, it was fun because it was every week, it was a five-minute show, and she would talk about the hottest news in tech. But again, yeah. keep in mind, this is before any kind of exactly. vlogs and stuff like that, so this is where I would go and check it out, and it was fun. How old were you, like 12? Yeah, I was 12. Yeah. And also on CNET was, were really good MP3 player reviews by James Kim. Oh, James Kim. I know, yes, yes. Hey, James this Kim. is James Kim. Exactly. <laughs> and, and today we have, and this, he was reviewing the... Um, Zen Vision M, and he gave it a good score. Yeah, and he that, said, he said the, the bottom of it still smells like fruit. And it does. And it, it still, still smells like fruit. And that's just such a strange It smells like thing. Wrigley's Juicy Fruit. That's what it smells like. Something like that. And so that's where we found the review of it, and did some research. Sound quality was good. Picture quality was better. Video. It actually, at the time, had more colors than the iPod video. That's right. The iPod version 5. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm pretty sure I do. classic with video. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, and so that's it's been quite a quite a journey with that, right? And it's still there. I dropped it 
three or four dozen times it still works Amazing. on the concrete it's still I mean, other, other scratches than aesthetically it's everything ugly now, it looks terrible it, it runs well or no it or still it... runs well there's no problem wow that's pretty amazing i can still listen to music i still listen to music with it i will keep listening to this mp3 player until it actually cannot work mm-hmm. and, and it still you, works you always very sort well by albums right I sort by albums all the time. It's always albums. Album man. But because it makes sense because soundtracks, yeah. That's mostly what I listen to. So anyway, back to my story. Night before Christmas. Yes. <laughs> the nightmare before Christmas. Um, you know what's funny? I always say nightmare before Christmas for the night before Christmas story. <laughs> that's great. We all know the story about how it happened, and it says Tim Burton's Night Before Christmas, so people always think it's directed by Tim Burton. I love that. Not, I love that. We have to talk about that the original now, poem. Really He did the original poem. Okay. Oh, he the did the original poem? before Christmas, and he did illustrations for it, too. No, I just wanted to say that I love how anytime Tim Burton's name pops up in a trailer or anything of the like, yeah. um, people automatically assume, oh, directed by Tim Burton? And you say, <laughs> no, it's produced by Tim Burton, they go, oh, I'm pretty sure it's directed by If it says Tim, Tim Burton's, Burton. then it's usually produced by him. But it only happens to Tim Burton. That's pretty because much. Because he's, he's, he's a name. I know he's a name, but I'm saying that it's a very specific case. There's other directors that pop up, and other people also get confused with, but Tim Burton, for some reason, historically, every time something his name is, is associated with something, people go, directed by Tim Burton? Well, that's because he's had this uh, very distinct... La Forza. La Forza. That's why he has this very distinct style to him, and I think people remember the Burton style. So now, for yeah, some reason, it's true. just been... The name has just been synonymous with that sort of style of movies mm-hmm. that's so clearly kind distinct. Kind of dark... <clears throat> dark, but... Dark, still comfortable, uh, twisty, but still the comfortable and 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 friendly, and accessible. You know, is Corpse Bride almost the same movie as? Uh, he did two movies. He did Corpse. He, he did it's after Scissor Hands. No, no, no. I know it's that. The but, same. but after uh, Nightmare. Yeah. Didn't he do? Oh yeah, he did. A Corpse he didn't Bride. direct Nightmare. He was directing Batman Returns. Look at me. Look at me. You fool. <laughs> I'm criticizing people. You who fool. Missed a tribute. I feel sorry for Henry I Selleck, who's the director of Nightmare Before Tim Christmas. Burton. I'm ashamed for myself. You better you be. Have go, go you have Go back witnessed. to your. Go to your little corner. Now. Okay. Yes. Now go to your corner. You can't talk okay. on the microphone. How long do you have to be in the corner? For about two minutes. That's too long. How about ten seconds? <laughs> okay, so um, anyway, Night Before Christmas, uh, there's a guy called Confused Matthew who sounds like our friend Luke Pretty, and both of them have kind of the same taste in movies because they all like, you know, these critically acclaimed, it's been seconds, amazing seconds. films. What? It's been ten seconds. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. It's been bad. Uh, these critically acclaimed super movies, you know, like Eight and a Half, which I is like the prime. I wouldn't call them super movies. I would call them impactful movies. Impactful in what ways? No, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm playing devil. Oh, okay, devil okay, okay. Here, but, but yeah, we're not going to talk about no. that. It's just like you know these critically acclaimed films that are on the surface boring and not fun to watch, mm-hmm. but have you know substance to them and some kind of value that people can see and perceive. Which is kind of what, you know what art is because of course could be complex. Sometimes it's not. not sometimes but, I mean, not, yeah. like, but I'm saying I'm saying generally movies like that. But what are it does is it asks questions yes. and stuff like that. It's, yes. it's that that kind of a thing, and that's what you know. That's what. People would argue the purest form of art is, you know, right. it's like. Uh, but this is a deba- this is a debate to a certain degree in um, film history and, um, and, and, and then, cinema. And then they, and then there would be the auteur theory and everything like that. I mean, what's the auteur theory? Is that a director mm-hmm. is re- solely director is the writer carrier, right, is, of yeah, the, the carrier of the entire work mm-hmm. like an author an auteur right so everybody that he works with all the hundreds of people or in this case for lower budget movies like eight and a half or something that would be 70 80 people uh, that he works with he is going to be responsible 
for the entire outcome of the film. So all the people that worked on it, they don't have a hand in the creative output, and you shouldn't credit them because they're not the auteur. The auteur right, right, right. is Ingmar Bergman, you know, he, he's who directed... The, he's the, um, yeah. the head, the head of the... Um, mm-hmm. But not only just project. the head, he is the he's puppeteering everybody yeah. else to doing his holy works. Yeah, and but in I, my I, opinion, I, mean, I, I, think I, I don't agree with that because I feel yeah. like it's discrediting so many other people who have ideas. Yeah, and it also uh, superhumanizes these directors. I would into, I would agree like, with that. That they're, that they're that supernatural it, it geniuses that uh, that but, aren't just normal humans. They they know everything. They are looking at every single part. Which isn't true. Aspect. Which isn't true. Not, uh, but well, not same, true in the way that they're trying to. Give them credit, Portrayed, yeah. yeah. But for. though I would give it credit in some sense that, yeah, I mean, that cl- they had clearly that a director has project, to be the course. leader, and clearly it all comes back. Well, yeah, to the director. yeah. But like in the case of Ingmar Bergman and his movies, um, yeah. I, I guess I don't know his directing methods or anything, but I know that I'm sure he had more of an input on different specific things than other directors would mm-hmm. that are working in Hollywood. I mean, then, then again, it depends on the director. Exactly, as well. exactly. So, so yeah, it's I don't believe in. So I really don't believe in the auteur theory too much strictly yeah, yeah. strictly speaking so anyway this confused matthew is a reviewer uh and he has very unpopular opinions he really, really loves standing out of the crowd to you have think on purpose not on purpose i think he really thinks yeah. so because he had this uh like 40 minute review of lion king because it's one of his most hated movies he hates this movie so much and doesn't understand why everybody else loves it i can't say i agree with him on lion king but he makes some pretty good points, and maybe you should look at it just, you know, just to for fun, to be curious. Exactly. I think that would be an interesting. But I, I like Lion King, as you know. I mean, I've seen it so many times, I can quote the entire film. I hate it. I hate no, it. I like Lion King, too. Good animation, pretty good story. I mean, I don't know what else to do. But just look Crap at... Crap voice acting. I could confuse Matthew's review of that. Not, not, I don't really agree with that one, but he did another review on Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, did he? That's why I started singing... In a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky, and I'm known throughout England and France. I think he makes some pretty good points with Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah? and I think you should watch that review. It's not very long. It's like 20 minutes. And I think he really like sort of gives some fresh outlooks on things that you always thought were like, it's so great. You know, Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. automatic classic, even though when it came out, it really didn't wasn't that popular. automatic classic because I watched in the 90s no no they didn't you know you know it really didn't make that much money back then no, I'm it talking wasn't about very kids successful who like it a lot yeah well now we we'll probably thing. say I watched it when I was a kid I love it yeah yeah, yeah. which is fine no that's which not what fine. I'm talking I know. about I'm just talking about how like the thing actually got popular as the years went on it so really, really wasn't it, it wasn't successful in theaters no so it, it became one of those as you say cult yeah yeah and, and now thing. it's even more popular than ever so that is true. But I look, I like the songs. I love the stop motion. It was one of the first stop motion movies, feature films, I think, ever made, which is weird. You know what's also cool? Considering the beginning of film itself was stop motion, in, in a sense, that frame is, by that frame. That is pretty fascinating. No, what else is cool, I think when we were watching, I, I believe, the making of, uh, we were kind of amazed that they were using um, SLR cameras. Or DSLR? Oh, this, this is for the newer movies, yeah, like uh, Coraline. No. Coraline, sorry, yes. So wait, yeah. but they used, Henry Selleck directed they, that, not Tim Did Burton. they use film cameras for um, Nightmare? I think they did, because that sounds like the most logical thing. Think about it, think about it. You have a strip of film that's going to move, so why not just yes, go... Yes, yes, yes. Take a picture. I'm trying to remember what we were, we were amazed by. We were amazed by, I think it was that DSLRs. That they used DSLRs, DSLRs. Yeah. Because that that's just a... That's just a 
a mediator, a media, a gateway into going frame by frame. And yeah. now when it's digital, you just go. There's and, a frame. And so much There's more. Frame. So many more options in terms of lenses. And I agree. Like that. And sensors, resolution, higher resolution mm-hmm. too. I guess that was could Coraline be, could be. or something like that. Yeah, it was Coraline. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Which is directed by Henry Selick. Tim Burton? The, okay. the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, that's all Nine I have to say about that. I think you should look at Confused Matthew's review. I'm going to link it, obviously. And I I'm trying to think what else did he do. Because like, the lyrics, there's some weird lyrics in, in these uh, songs that I also agree with. Like, to a guy in Kentucky, a Mr. Unlucky. It doesn't make any sense. Like, who's hmm. this guy in Kentucky? What, what? It's just there to be to rhyme. And I'm not saying that's bad because I think the songs are good. The, the, the tone is good. I think everything that has to do with the, the look and the visuals and the thematic mood and the tone and everything, I think that's all spot on. And, and I think that's where its charm lies. But everything else, yes. the story and the characters, not as much, I would say. Not as much, but they're okay. still but it's still it's Fair still enough. charming because it's still here. I mean there's something Yes. So. I just I can't remember songs, a ton yeah. of them film. But not the lyrics. I don't know the songs out, whatever. It's good. So I'm having a hard time remembering all the I remember the mood definitely. I remember What's the, this? Uh, the What's this? Let's and of course everybody knows that Danny Elfman did the singing voice. That that's that, that's really Skellington. good though, I think. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Wake up, Jack! This isn't fair. Hey, what's this? Didn't he release the demos? Of There's that? people throwing. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> That's the only one I have. Those I are pretty have interesting. I think those were mostly MIDI MIDI files. There's and people things. throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. There's something, something. something. I can't wait to Absolutely call in no bed. <laughs> Sleep the night away. I can hear music in the air. So anyway, uh, next yeah. next episode is going to be our anniversary once we're going to have some mm-hmm. songs. We're going to sing some songs. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure Hopefully out how to do that. Hopefully my voice will be better. I don't know because today my voice apparently you were thinking something else with the songs. I just wanted to do karaoke thing. So One take, karaoke. you sing. I was thinking making songs and then doing karaoke. Over oh them. boy, I don't know how you can do that. That takes too long. Acoustic guitar. You can do it if you want. We can do one of those. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's just a fun episode because yeah, that's true. One year. So I'll just do. I'll sing two songs or something and. Okay, whatever. that's cool. <laughs> isn't Tim gonna come back? Do you want him to? I thought we were doing sleep that. the night away. What about Luke? Isn't shouldn't Luke, Luke more appropriately? Everyone should come in. Yeah, everyone, and it'll be like, no, I th- oh, no, I want to. Yeah, 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 that wouldn't be good. That okay, be good. Uh, anyway, in other news, there was a spider uh, that was on on my lamp yeah, right over there. Spider friend. Yeah, my spider friend was there like for two weeks, and I saw my spider because uh, making a, a nature man, and it was making a web right under my my lamp and it was there making this nice little web and it just stood there and it was great because it was my spider bro because every time I saw little bugs I would catch one and throw it into the web and I saw <laughs> it actually catching the, the, the bugs and helpful it helpful but, it was great but the downside was the downside is it made too big of a mess yes. and I'm gonna have to clean it now no not only that babies the babies they actually didn't have any babies, oh. so that's good. It just thought, got really fat. I thought it was creating babies. I thought it was and too, so but to I guess it wasn't because I don't see any. Crush the spider. Yeah, no, no, no it's cool. The spider's gone now, so it, it moves. Now there's a new one, and I don't, I don't like him very much. I'm gonna kill him. He's not very helpful. He's lazy. He's lazy. He's not big and fat, and he's not gonna he's catch like any that, animals. He's like that marijuana spider. Remember that video of giving, <laughs> giving the spiders <laughs> the different drugs? Spider. Oh no! Oh yeah, the marijuana. That's right. There's like this experiment that happened. No, it didn't happen. It didn't. It's fake. Oh, it's 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 fake. Ah, I got fooled. <laughs> Did you really think it was real? Because come on, the, the first couple of examples where you're watching it and you go, "Oh, that's so interesting," you know, a plausible ones like caffeine, which is this is true. I believe if you give yeah, a caffeine. spider caffeine, it sounds right. It makes crazy webs. 
But then they went on and said, if you give him marijuana, oh, he marijuana. creates a hammock. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that one. Oh, I, 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 I was talking. I thought you talked about just the caffeine, caffeine one. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Now, for some reason, my voice is a little too high, and I can't go low. Like I, I think my do. voice is too low on these usually. Do you hear me? I don't talk. Jacob, my do register is not this low usually. Jacob, do you hear me though? Like I can't go low like I usually. So if go. I just talk up here, Today, would you be happy? I just sound like Michael Rucker. I, I sound like I just came from, I don't know. You sound like you just came from where? I don't know. But look, I, I sound so sad. I wonder what people thought of the impressions thing. Uh, well, I didn't make a montage, as you know. Yeah, you were going to do a montage. Hi-ya! See, I'm helping you out. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a higher voice. I'm helping so, you out. I'm putting, uh, no, so you can put a, a lower voice, voice and then you can feel better about yourself. Because <laughs> apparently you're concerned about your voice. Yeah, I'm always concerned about my voice. But you know what I think? I think generally uh, a lot of people are concerned about their voices. And uh, I think it's just natural not to like your voice. All right. That's my psychological diagnosis uh, for the day. Okay. So what were you saying about before that? Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, we well, talked we about that, it. But Good. you said something after that. Um, mm, 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 mm. Okay, let's move the on to the spider, next topic. The spider that left uh, my thing. My the place. next topic is going to be... Well, the next to- topic is... This, I just want to get this out of the okay. way. I oh, started... yeah, your montage. That's what you're talking about. Yes. So you didn't do a montage. No, I didn't. Voices. You were going to. You wanted to clean it up. I was going to, stuff, but... Kinda, uh, you know, a little okay. bit. Oh, well, I, th- I think it was one of those things where um, we kind of built it up too much. Yeah. And so we were always saying, episode, we're going to do the episode of voice, yeah, episode yeah. of voice. And you were thinking, when the day comes, I'll do great. And then when the day came, you just weren't feeling it. Ruggy. Scooby-Doo. It's a very long list. Where are you? What? Your, oh, it's podcast notes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it is. So oh, I thought it was like a list to down. do. Now, uh, I started reading. Uh, Nausicaa. Sent from heaven up a belly of the wind. Yeah. Belly of the wind. Guardian oh, of the earth. Nausicaa. To lead all mankind. To end this worthless war. Because I've been recommended. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm going to talk about Nausicaa for a okay. second. Nausicaa is an invention by Hayao Miyazaki. Back in the 1980s, early 80s, 1982, I think, where he started to do, he was commissioned to do a manga, a a comic, uh, for the for a, for a magazine, and he was a director at the time, directing a few like Lupin the Third sequels or movies for the for the big screen. Lupin the Third. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh he did this this uh comic. And I was recommended to read it because uh unlike the cartoon the movie that was made in 1986, four years after the, you know, the start of him writing this manga comic. Um, This one's supposed to be like this sprawling epic, you know? Hmm. The movie doesn't do it justice at all, okay? And blah, 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 blah. And I heard this from Shanahanigans, because they were talking about it. And Shaggy Shanahan, whom you can look at because I'm going to link, obviously, um, he said that it's, it's... just up there with Lord of the Rings and everything J.R. Tolkien did. It's just such an epic series. It's like it's like so well done, world building so good, and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, someday I'm going to read this because Hayao Miyazaki doing a comic, you know, it's just weird because he's known to do animation and it feels like how come he has so much time on his hands to do all these things and then just on the side does something that's just as good as Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> right, that right. Tolkien worked for 14 years just for one 
one story, which was Lord of the Rings, and not to mention his entire life doing the entire, you know, Arda, mm-hmm. the whole uh, the whole world that he subcreated. So I started reading it. Got to volume three of seven. Uh, I have to say the first two, uh, or the first volume is actually the first movie. Hmm. So that's interesting. That is interesting. So it just keeps continuing. So huh. after the part where, you know, she's dyed blue, with, yes. uh, with her clothes are dyed blue because of the blood. Yes. Remember that? That's just the beginning. So it's like the Matrix. It's like I'm watching, it's like, wow. it's more like the Matrix than it is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> So, because it's it's like it's like it's the beginning, but it's the end. But yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many volumes left. It's just like so, the what would you say? Um, and I'm at volume three, so okay. I'm not I'm not obviously not done yet. What are you but, What are you currently uh, thinking? I'm currently thinking two, three, it's volume. not Lord of the Rings. Okay, well, setting it's aside the Lord of the Rings thing, I'm, I'm talking about the story itself. Story itself, it's still an ongoing story, so it's hard for me to make Wait. any conclusion because oh, because you're not done. Because there's just there's like four different warring factions. You know, there's like the bigger, there's like the Empire, <laughs> with the uh, remember that redheaded. Mm-hmm. Woman with the arm, yeah, with the mechanical arm and yeah, stuff. Who was um, anti? Uh, what are they called? Omus. Yes. And then there are the Omus, and then there's uh, the Valley of the Wind village people, <laughs> and uh, so there's just this thing that's going. In, and and Nausicaa is trying to be the balance between, and she's trying to stop the war and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I can't say much so far, but like from what I've read, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's it it holds your attention. Is it black it and white? Your t- it's black and white. It's just ink and paper. And um, but yeah, uh, so far it hasn't been like super detailed with world building or anything. It's just got the basic uh, world, mm-hmm. you know, that established for the story to take place. And it's just sort of like uh, it feels more like someone living in that sort of environment than it does this big world that was created because it's an, it's a poke it's a Pokemon story. <laughs> it's a post-apocalyptic sort of story. Yes. So it's not really. Right, I, I don't I, know. I don't know why people say it's so epic and amazing. I mean, you know it's what? good. I don't know. It's good though. I can't but it's say good. It. I'm gonna keep reading it. I'm gonna see what I, what I conclude How many at the are end. Nasca and the Valley of the Wind. How many volumes are there? Seven. Okay. I'm at three. How long is each one? Uh, about 138 pages. Not bad. You could definitely plow through those. Yeah, yeah. I plowed through like the first three really fast. You should get a Kindle. <laughs> yeah, someone donate a Kindle, and I'll be able to read it. And no, if you add it, donate two Kindles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So that's what I wanted to say, Nausicaa. That's, I mean, that's interesting. And I really, I really hate it. That. I really hate it when I say it's not as it's not Lord of the Rings, not as good as. It. But no, I'm sorry. Those are just my opinions. You, you know, what's actually interesting. Is I still think it's good, well drawn, all that. kind I think of stuff, it's very so difficult to compare things to Lord of the Rings, just just because of that fact, like you talked about yeah. Tolkien creating that for so long and it being part of. Um, what he was creating uh, for that amount of time, how much effort he put into it. So I think it's very difficult to go in and say, you know, um, it, compare it to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because you know, it's such a special thing. But I then think. again, like the way I said, it's it's not what I thought. You know, like this ultimate epic masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I always think it's interesting is finding... Just, just, just a disclaimer. When I say it's not, I don't mean it's bad. I just, you know, I don't... I like these words being special. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that they're definitely words that need and to be And if we're going to keep using the word, um, we're going to dilute it. Yeah, because epic is, in my opinion, epic has turned into nothing, essentially. When you it's, say epic, it's like brilliant it's lost in the all its meaning. underwhelming English sense. Exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. No, I would say even brilliant English sense is probably even more um, worthy than epic. Epic nowadays really doesn't, doesn't denote anything. Epic. That was epic. That's just like saying, that was pretty cool. That was all right. That was all right. Epic, man. Um, you were saying something. Yeah, I always, I always think it's interesting when you find out that something you've known for such a long time 
has a different backstory to how it was made or what its source was. Like Nausicaa, no clue it was a comic, right? Mm-hmm. And now you find out, oh, look, it was a comic before. Yeah. Dragon Ball, for example. Didn't know that was a comic for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find out it's a comic. And I like that stuff because sometimes... Yeah, um, Sailor Moon was a comic too. Shed some different light on the uh, material. What? Uh, Sailor Moon was a comic too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Pokemon was a comic too. <laughs> nah, there's a difference there. All right. Sailor Moon... Well, Sailor Moon is super boring. I'm just going to say it's super boring. Well, Sailor yeah. Moon. Yeah. I mean, it's not made for Is it for, for girls? Uh, do you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's Tuxedo many people. Mask. But there's many people who like it, who are boys and like it because uh-huh. it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's boring. Because it's fun. <laughs> anyway, next topic. <laughs> All right. So next topic. Uh, let's have a song. Let's, okay, let's, cool. Let's, let's, let's do something different. Let's kick it off. It's I'll been start 20, because last 27 time. minutes or whatever, and we can, we can go and start a song. And amazingly, I got replies from That's people awesome, who... You are very good at this. I have not I been looking at the music. I have not been finding new music. You have one song. Let's play it. I have one song. Um, pop it open, my friend. It's from a band, I believe, called Vessels. What's the song name? <laughs> Altered Jacob, Beast. Jacob, you can't do that. What's it called? Vessels? Yeah, okay. The band name, Vessels. I think they're from England. Uh, song name, Alter Beast. It's got a cool vibe.
Oh, drumsticks. Altered Beast. I have to say, I was very, that was cool. I I was very unenthusiastic when I was introducing them. And I think the reason was because I didn't listen to the song for since last week. Oh, okay. I have okay. to say, killer track. I, love I really it. like that. Um, I just got reminded by it now, listening to it again. Uh, I have never really heard it before. I really dig the, the use of clean guitars in the way that the song is very solid. Uh, while keeping the guitars clean. Piano mm-hmm. is really also a nice addition in there. Really like that. Gives space, gives kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, atmosphere, and drums are great too. So I really like that track. I agree. I like too. Vessels. This is actually Notice v- how we usually play instrumental music. Uh, that's true. I think I think me and Tim usually kind of play instrumental. Um, this is so from 2008, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. So President Obama's getting elected. and While ambassadors are playing in England. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty I like good. it. So you're saying we should have a... Radio, yeah, I think we like podcast. Why not? Episode? I mean, like we just we just you know, pop in, just contact all the bands, yeah, and yeah. be like, dudes, we're playing all your music. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then we can talk about them instead of yeah, yeah. and talk about the music. Yeah, and, and also and then talk just about have like twenty minute segments or like even ten minute segments of us just talking, exactly. and then we cut to the next song. Exactly. Play the record. Exactly. Cool. That's the whole point. Why not? Let's do that. And so this song was Altered Beast, was it not? Yep. Mm, I can tell you what's an altered beast. Star Beast. Tell me. Alien. I believe the proper word is xenomorph. Look at me. I'm ruining everything. See, Jerry Goldsmith. How about this? Ready? Wait a minute. This How about this one? That's from the trailer that is on Reddit every week. <laughs> well, what we, all, we all know Reddit movies, subreddit. What a brilliant trailer. So good, but no, it's serious. Like when I watched the trailer, I really liked it. I got scared. I did, but that was man. That was like a, a really innovative trailer when mm-hmm. it came out, right? Yeah. In terms of the, the, the what was going on in cinema back then. Very cool. I'm trying to think, Alien. Alien. I always get this confused. Alien was. 1979. Yes, after Star Wars. Because I kept thinking... That's always, why they made it, because of Star Wars. Star I, Wars I always is going thinking, nuts. I, whenever I think of that, whenever I think of Alien, I think of, you know, used future. And then I go back, wait a second, Star Wars is all about used future. Yep. Then I go, wait a second, maybe Alien was the first, there were the catalyst for the used future. Nope. So it was Star Wars. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the movie too much, because one of my favorite oh. movies is, of course, Alien. I love it. Mm, Alien's I love, good. I love the isolation in the movie. Yeah. And, I, uh. and the... And the like the cinematography and the the production design, it still it's holds brill. up today. It doesn't look like a movie made. That's so true, man. Man, we, okay, we watched this. We watched this um, bum, crazy bum, '80s documentary bum, from this British show talking about the film industry in bum, 1980. Bum, 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 Was it 81 when Empire Strikes came back? Empire Strikes came out. Empire Strikes. What is that? Empire, Empire Strikes. Strikes Back. Sorry, I'm kind of tired. Empire Strikes Back came out. Remember watching that '80s documentary? On yes. YouTube? And what was amazing about that was we're watching this. It's, you know, crappy, glowy, videotape <laughs> fuzzy. quality, fuzzy video. And this guy with his mop top is talking uh, about the film industry. And about suddenly it cuts, to, it cuts to, you know, talking about British films, Alien. And we go, whoa, modern movie, right? <laughs> Looking at the visuals, remember? It yeah, did yeah, not yeah. match at all. And you, you could, it totally looked like We should tell it to Ridley Scott. And you can come, he'd be like, well, thank you. I, 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 thought, I thought so. I, I'm, working, I, I'm working on my next project. Uh, my next project, uh... It's called, Exodus, Exodus, it's called Gods and Kings. Yes, uh, yes. We'll feature an alien. And it's one hundred percent accurate. Accurate, okay? Don't, don't. I know history. Yeah, he. Mm. 
I would like to see Kingdom, Kingdom of Heaven again. Kingdom of Heaven. I want to see it. I think, you watched it recently. Yeah, for, no, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, like in the past four years. In the past four, no. Oh wow. In the past six years, maybe. Tell like you to see because I remember. I, I think is known. What I love about Kingdom of Heaven, but every, almost every movie that's been uh, historically every, based every, is inaccurate. Well, of course, but every Ridley Scott movie that's history based is always the same looking. Mm. Kingdom of Heaven, you can't really tell. It looks like Robin Hood, which looks like well, Gladiator, Gladiator is golden. Kingdom of Heaven is blue. So well, but there's a lot of blue scenes in Gladiator. Okay, never mind then. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sure. Um, but anyway, uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Here's why I like watching this. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't remember the story being at all great or like the movie in general, but I do like watching it because I like the production value. I just mm. like watching the cinematography. I like watching the shots. I like watching the production design. I like how they made these. And I like looking at all these actors that I like acting. Like there's Jeremy Irons with a scar on his face going, I, yeah. and then I'm there's, scar. And then there's, uh, there's uh, David Thewlis. Da- Liam Neeson at the beginning, and then there's Daily, David Daily, the David David Thulis, uh, Orlando, what was the name? Orlando Bland. Yes, and then uh, Eva Green. Eva Green. Those uh, aren't. And then there's like battles. I don't remember the battles too much, but I just like. And the music is great. I like the James uh, James Newton. No, no, Harry Gregson Williams. The music, it's great. I still like it. I think it's one of my favorite ones from him. Going back to a movie. Okay, really Scott. Uh, the Duelists. Oh, The oh. Duelists. Yeah, we should watch The Duelists. We should watch The Duelists. I, I, was the, I, I really like to see that because I. Well, that was the movie that made his. The Duelists? That, um, yep. That's what he got his big break his first from, movie, right? yep. The Duelists. The funny thing is, I always thought The Duelists was about um, a public debate. <laughs> like that would have been boring. Well, but it's yeah. actually literally The Duelists. Yeah, They're but dueling. see, I was thinking that it was trying to be clever being The Duelists. So Whoa. his first movie is Duelists. Spielberg's first movie is Duel. Is it? Yeah. TV movie. What's that about? Is it about doing a truck? Well? It's Jaws. It's just a truck chasing hmm. a car, a driver. Wow. And, but you never see the, the truck driver. It's just the scary truck. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go go on. Go on. Go on. What else can I say? Well, uh, we, we kind well, of alien. touched on a bit. Alien. Alien. Uh, being what it is. A, um, a scary movie. A monumental. That you shouldn't watch because you'd be too scared. I don't think it's scary. We talked about this last time. Yeah. Uh, and they made a game recently that came out uh, called Alien Isolation. Now, this I would be scared of playing on the Oculus. Yeah. This would be... Whoo! Yeah, so anyway, I had an opportunity to play a little bit. I uh, didn't play very much. We, <laughs> I posted a little video of us playing it like for five seconds. Yeah, as usual, we're terrible playing video games. Because we, we just lose it. Lose interest. We're done. Exactly. No dedicated time for this. I'm no. sorry, but it looks great. It feels great. It's all that stuff. I'll go into detail later, but I just wanted to say we... Played a little bit. And then the rest of this, I just watched a Let's Play. Just watched the playthrough of it. And, uh, yeah, uh, the only reason this is special is because it's Halloween. Of course, we have this scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my favorite movie, Alien. Not my favorite movie, but one of my favorite movies is Alien. And oh, Cat's Out of the Bag, your favorite movie is Alien. No, it's not. No, I'm just kidding. I would have made that up, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Ah. And. That's my favorite sound in Alien and now you have it. I have it. I have them all. I'm so happy because I raided the the files, the sound files in <gasps> isolation. Oh no. Okay, what we're we talking about? In isolation. So, uh, Jacob, you didn't see all of it. Right? I did not see all. Of it. Uh, do I have to tell you about the story? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it someday. Well, the storyline is uh, Amanda Ripley, Ellen Ripley's daughter, and this takes place after Alien, 15 years after Alien. So yeah, I know uh, that much. I was actually confused. So Ellen Ripley, the mother, is still in that ship. Yeah, the, which is a very sad concept. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and sad. it's great. 
It's perfect. Great in story. In terms of story. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? You, you Nothing. think I was going to say that's great. I'm so glad they're not, they're not united know, as a family. So it's 15 years later. So she's 25, Amanda Ripley, and Ellen Ripley's still in hypersleep. And she will wake up in, in hyperspace. 25 more years. <laughs> yes. And for aliens. Yes, for aliens. In, in the meantime, can we, talk I, about, can we talk about the alien designs at least today or no? Okay, fine. Go. Let's talk about the alien designs. So The xenomorphs. I would have to say that since my opinion is so important about aliens... <laughs> I would have to agree with you, Phil, and say that the best, hands down, the best alien design is the number one. Of course it is. And the reason is that it has this very eerie... Uh, first well, of it all... It is ha- what H.R. Giger... It's, it's kind of the ultimate... Um, he was working on it then. Exactly. I just like the alien. It is uh, very scary. It's the ultimate blend of H.R. Giger's style, mixed with this very skeletal, um, like I said, uh, very creepy design, especially with that skull... Um, uh, I like it. Skull head. What do you call that? Ooh, the, the dome. The dome. Yes, the, the dome. dome has these skull indents, and it really just it captures the kind of the um, the creepiness. <sighs> Go on, help me out. Okay. Well, it has this biomechanical. Yes, biomechanical. That's what makes it the best one. Exactly. Because it looks clean. It looks like the perfect specimen. I admire its purity. Because, and it also has the skull that you can mm-hmm. see on the dome. Uh, vaguely yeah which adds to that but it looks like it's made out of cords and cables but it still looks like a like a like a living being mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a machine yeah and it drools a lot <laughs> but it looks clean and and the perfect specimen yeah so th- that was hands down the best alien design and so and and the best uh costume that was also developed by um uh, italian guy who created et as well he was he made the he made the the tongue the tongue to take out the tongue. Uh, Ramboldi, I think is that. Stromboli. Peter Ramboldi, something like that. He's he's a he he died recently but Vivaldi. Tony Vivaldi. Anyway, so he he did the design of he the original mechanic, mechanics, mechanics, you know, to make it work yeah, with, with very okay. you know, very limited resources which Yeah. Um now and then moving on to the second alien now, yeah, which is aliens, aliens, James Jim this, Cameron movie. The very different shift in this film. I always felt like the designs in the aliens were pretty. I mean, I'm not trying to degrade the the designers and the people who worked on it, but Stan it, it's junky. Cool. I mean, in terms of the first, well, alien, yeah, it is because they're expendable and they just die <laughs> all over the place. And there's multitudes of them, and uh, the dome is. But missing. Aliens compared to Aliens, completely different movie. Oh, absolutely, it's definitely Alien is gothic horror. Everything looks amazing and clean and mm-hmm. pristine and. And you know, and the, it's the all, shots it's all are about all the atmosphere. It's all about the um, uh, not so much the story, but really just the I think the feeling. But, of yeah, the but film. the image is so spick yeah, and span. Exactly. And then you look at Aliens; it's like shot in sixteen millimeter, or yeah, whatever, and it's just like very shaky and very choppy. And, yep. Matt and the lighting is kind of weird. Not not great. Not too. It's it's very 80s. direct. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a more straightforward. I mean, it, it is totally. It is a totally. And, and it looks film. dirty and muddy. And it's funny because I think we used to like Aliens more. Or we used to like, like that. no, I, I always said they're both the same. But I think now Alien for me is a little bit bigger. Yeah, just, I mean, because we watched it recently. Oops, we wa- watched it a couple of years ago or something, mm-hmm. and it really just it doesn't Carter! hold up. Doesn't hold up to Alien. Uh, really listen to me, Parker. Even Shut if, up! even if we <laughs> even if we talk about them being two different films, which they are. Uh, the second film is just it's very it's a very very straightforward action film, really. Maybe a straightforward action film, 
but it's got a really nice story that yes. concludes with an arc and, oh, it's, yeah. and it's also long if you watch the extended version which is actually a good version to watch unlike mm-hmm. how movies and um pff, you know it's, it's just they're they're both really nice two parts alien alien go ghoulie pack yep yep and then of course james cameron invented the queen which and then he invented all the mechanics of how the how the creature breeds and stuff which he is invented the lore <sighs> stop yeah, with the lore just kidding in the third alien, we have... Uh, uh, we have a disaster. Yeah, I mean... It's weird. It's a weird movie. It's weird. But I like it because I like the visuals and the tone. It's kind of like Alien in that regard, but it's not the same. It's also dirty, but at least it looks kind of nice. And it's got some dark, depressing moments. But it's for some depressing. reason, I like it. I don't know why. I just... It's interesting. I haven't seen it... F- Excuse me. I haven't seen it for a while. Alien. Charles Dance is in it. Now everybody knows him. He's famous now. Oh yeah. In terms of the alien itself, though. But not when. The, but for me, it was always Charles Dance. I know him. But you, now everybody you knew knows him, him since the beginning. Yep, since the beginning. The effect shots always threw me off. In they alien were bad. 3, they weren't very good. Uh, but the, the what I liked about the Alien Three is that they used a puppet, a rod puppet, from some of the. That is an shots. interesting thing. You know, I mean, if they had gone with a dog suit, remember that? <laughs> that alien, the alien bad. suit on a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty, they're pretty hilarious though and and people play straight oh no the alien <gasps> and then Alien 4 is crap basically I don't like it I'm sorry no. Jean-Pierre Genet directed that one and uh, I, I like the look I mean, I guess it looks very you, much like Jean-Pierre Genet's movies if you take it because it's all these it's like Peter Jackson filming but Jean-Pierre Genet does the same that's thing that's actually true and he puts the wide angle lenses close up into people's faces and then moving around with it whoa if you take it and of course guess what it was written by Joss Whedon what the fourth one? Really? Yes, and you can tell it's like it's like uh, Firefly Beta. Huh. I never seen Firefly, but Firefly is this ragtag group group of space uh, outlaws and mm-hmm. guys doing having adventures. So what do you think? One. It's this. It's like people in space who are outlaws, kind of you know mercenaries in Alien Four. Yeah. So like I want to say, if you take it as a as a more comedic film and it's not taking itself so seriously, then I suppose yeah, it's, it's fine. Not and so and the crappy. aliens, the design degraded from the first one, which was beautiful. Oh yes, to, to poop, to to the the last one, which looked like chewed Coca Cola gum. Yep, yep, exactly. But that's the thing, though. And then it has never changed since. It it yeah, still looks like chewed gum. That? But when you put it in the context instead of, the of alien this beautiful series, yeah, that's the problem movie. I think you have because. If you take the fourth one, now go back and compare it to one. Whoa, buddy, you yeah, can't even do whoa. that. And people, know? and it's so funny how people didn't notice the gradual change. Like when you when you watch it movie by movie, you won't notice it. But then when you go back, you're like, what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when and you look you, at it in that, do scope, you even mention Alien vs Predator? And, no, that yeah. doesn't count really because that's not part of the four films. What about Prometheus? Mm, I guess that, that I would consider that a spinoff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a spinoff. But see, Prometheus is now that's closer to something of the, it uh, is. the original. At least original two. But um, I'm, I have to watch it again. I don't remember much. Yeah, me either. Anyway, Alien Isolation. So they tried to do the first Alien all the way. Yeah. And for the most part, it looks great, I have to say. And I, I, again, the storyline is just that she wants, she's looking for the Mama Ripley. And she's her android friend to help. Haven't heard that story before. What, really? Yeah. Remember the, guy, remember the guy we met? He was like, I don't get much sleep. He's an android. So uh, she she and her friends go into this uh, the space station somewhere, and of course the space station has been uh, a rat hole for a long time, and uh, not many people. So it's kind of like Bioshock, where it's like different factions living in different places fighting each other, but it's already been destroyed and everything. And in the middle of it all is an alien. 
And what's also cool about the alien? So wait, 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 wait. So the the whole story takes place in the space station, and you just have to get out. And there's androids, but you know the ones, uh, the ones, the bald ones mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, uh, uh, pff, what else can I say about it? I think from what I saw, it's pretty tense. But the best thing about it is obviously the gameplay mechanics, and I've waited for a game like this for a while. Honestly, I wanted to see a game where you could actually hide, and it's effective. And uh, for the most part, what they did, like you were about to say, and I sorry I interrupted you again. It's okay. Sorry I interrupted you, uh, but uh, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just spewing out random facts yeah. or something. But <laughs> what I like about it is the alien appears and disappears whenever it wants. That's There's so cool. No pattern. There's no scripting. Maybe a few times, but that's just for like you know progression of the game. And, you know, like, you shoot a gun, it will hear it, it will come to get you, or find and see what, where the sound comes from. Uh, apparently, also, it looks around uh, up, you know, like, up on surfaces mm-hmm. under under your bed. So when you play music, it dances, you. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hello, my baby, hello, my, my honey, hello, my ragnack. I like that idea, though, I really do, because I think that's something the games desperately need these days. Yes! It's really just dynamic... Like something Gameplay. like that, and I was watching a few scenes because I didn't play this. Obviously, I, we can play it. Uh, maybe I, I want to get as far as to the aliens so Jacob can play a little bit. How about so this? Can see how this goes. Uh, once the Oculus uh, consumer yes, yes. release <laughs> is out, then and then we'll, we then can we'll have Jacob just like when we were playing Bioshock. Oh, I'm not going there. I'm not going Bioshock, there. man, that was scary. Go, go there. That was scary. No, no, no. But we were playing it on a huge projector. And stuff I'll just like stay that. here. I'll just stay here. Yeah, it's like, come on, you have to play the game. No, 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 I'm safe. So anyway, Alien, right? You hide, and it feels great because it feels just like one of those nightmares I always have. Not always, but like occasionally, where it's something pursuing you, and you have enough time to hide, but you know that it's eventually going to gonna pay, get you. Yes, yeah, eventually going to be near you, so you have to get a good hiding. It's yeah. great. I love that spooky stuff. It's not about jump scares. I love it. That's the biggest thing that this Alien game does, and it also does a fantastic job with uh, re-recording the music from from Jerry Goldsmith, Alien. You know, bum. And all the other stuff, you know. Ba 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 baby yes. bell. I know, man. I um, like that. What I else? Like is, that. What else is there? There's a. Uh, so you never know when the alien shows up, and it's scary. And you know, the the androids. There's mm-hmm. also androids that turn bad, obviously, and they're like older androids, so they don't have like human skin. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but yeah. You know, like yeah. the other androids you've seen in the movies. Um, so they're like, they have these scary plastics. And there's lots of surfaces that look real. And they really paid attention to the dirt on surfaces. And when nice. it shines and stuff like that. And didn't you also talk about there's- how some uh, shots uh, with specific lighting made um, the characters look a lot more believable yeah, than yeah, other the, shots? Yeah, yeah, and in some of the cutscenes. Uh, there's a curious thing where most of the time they don't look like real people. And the animation is still kind of strange. And But there's always... At some points, they they might turn or something, and the line uh, and the light hits them at a specific angle or something, and then they for some reason just look really real, like really. Hmm. Then they quickly turn, and then it just changes it's the same. It just it's very right. strange, very but, curious. But we'll, but I mean, we'll we'll see. It feels like they're getting they're I'll, getting there. They're I'll be very there. curious to see how it looks like on Oculus. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. I guess the only thing they would really need to do, I suppose, if they release this, they which I'm sure they'll release an Oculus one. It's got a great defense. Once mechanism. it comes out for real, you don't dare yeah, kill it. The Oculus. Um, goggles Kane's son is um, that they need to fix the cutscenes and they need to make them real time yeah because I mean that, yeah. that's because that's in the Oculus that, version when you watch it mm, the screen is small flat. Like, yeah. 
which is disappointing. I mean, I mean, I don't know what they're planning in the future, but I always imagine that if their if their whole goal is making this as immersive as possible, then wouldn't you want to have the cutscenes yeah, yeah. real time so you're actually in the scene? Yeah. But I don't know. Beats me. So anyway, it was really. It looks really good. It plays really good, as far as I can tell. I'm gonna play a little bit more to actually see how it actually plays. But you know, that's what I. And I love the alien. Even just watching a video, I, I get a little scared. Like, ooh, it's coming to get me. You know what I mean? Like, that's great. And yeah, you can see it in the fun. distance. You can see it in the distance, looking at a different room. You know, like and you're like, should I go that way? Should I go that way? And what's great about it is that once it spots you, you can't outrun it. It's too fast. Really? I love that stuff. Oh man, that's scary. So so it's running after yeah, you, really you, far away, and you and think the, you can run away, you can't. And then you're shooting. It's like. Three, two, one, out. But and your hand flops around. But here's the down. Oh, what's downside? Animation of the alien. What they decided to do with the design is no one will ever complain about this because I don't know why. But the original alien was a guy in a suit, right? I wish I remember the guy's name. I I can't help you. Yeah, but I think he was a mime or something, and he was and he's really thin and and stuff like that. So. It looked more or less human. So the lower parts of this alien had human-looking legs. So okay. the joints, the joints for the feet, were exactly like human joints. Yes, I know this. But in this one, they decided to do the dinosaur version, which was really the reverse, the reverse uh, yeah, knees. The reverse, not the reverse knees, but you know the um, the the, the bone that that connect you know with with the with the sole for your foot. Mm-hmm. That you know, for dinosaurs and chickens, and all kinds of other animals, bipedal animals, it's really long. So it's, it's like a tail. Yeah, so it's like they're no, it's like they're standing on their tiptoes because mm-hmm. of the because of that like dogs. really long bone. Yeah, exactly that too. Yeah, that's that's so they, what they, they changed the design, which hmm. is what was implemented in the in Alien Four, and, now, and always now, stuck. Now I gotta say, I mean, in this case, it it doesn't mean the design necessarily is bad. No, everything I, else but is I, fine. But I think that if you're going for the original Yeah, they should alien, have done that. I think that's something that's just... And then another the thing with the animation. Uh, you can see the alien. At some points, it moves very well, but no one's going to complain. No one's going to complain about this either. But again, remember how the alien moved in the movie? Yeah. Just like very like, whoa, like sliding almost mm-hmm. and doing these weird things with its arms and... They could have went with that more and made it more creepy like that and curious, but instead they went back to sort of just like an animal, like, (laughs) and walking like, you know, like, like, like a raptor and a dinosaur, you know what I mean? Yes. And it's fast, which is good, you know, because it's fast, but they could have made, had a variation with the, because it's an alien, alien, right? It's different. I don't get that stuff. And they could have done it like the movie, so they could have made it move, like like reaching out, its extending its arms, and also it it you know remember how like wh- how does the alien move around through the vents? The yeah, it wants to give people to give people hugs in the vents. Yeah, exactly, and and it's against protocol. Yeah, you tell it to stop, <laughs> and that's again it does very little vent uh, traveling because like you go through vents a lot in in the game. But for some reason, you never see the alien on another corner going, ah! You want to do that? I don't know. When There's Alien, when alien like Isolation like 2 comes out now. now and that's my, the, that's my, my primary concern because animation is still the animation animation. You know, the one that we always mm-hmm. talk about that isn't photorealistic. It's animated to be animated. Yep. And that's kind of what the alien is. Most of the time, it doesn't bother you because, you know, you're just, you're just scared of the alien. You don't want to die. But 
you know, to for the for the extra level, you gotta absolutely you gotta do. So now thing. there's a DLC. Um, crew called expendable. Crew expendable. Now this oh, is follow, this follows Ripley, right? Yeah. I do. I do. I Did you watch this? <laughs> Did you watch that? <laughs> explanation. There is an explanation for this, you know. I have it. We can play it. We should play it. You play you Parker. Can kiss at the those notes goodbye. Yeah, you, this you could kiss all that goodbye. But that's in the second I one. I know. I know. No, did you did you play the DLC for that one? We can play it, Jacob. Is it short? I don't know. Is but it ten minutes. But the alien comes in a lot sooner. So, <laughs> oh cool! And well, it's the Nostromo. It ah. Yay! And you play as Parker at the beginning. Ah. That's another good thing about Alien Isolation. What do they do? They got all the cast back. That's pretty cool. And that's amazing because none of them died yet. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Because usually you think these people. From yeah, the yeah. You would imagine cast. at least a couple people. I thought Yafet Koto was dead, but he's not. That's awesome. He's still alive. The funny thing and is, he's that, in it. He's, he, play, he he's sound, doing the voice. That's pretty cool. Does is, is, is he sound the same? Pretty much. He's just a little more gravelly. Yeah, that's cool though. And Veronica Cartwright's in it, and you know what's his name? Tom Skerritt's in it, and uh, Sigourney Weaver's in it, and uh, Ian Holm? I, I don't know about Ian Holm. It's a good question because he sounds like Ian Holm, so it might be. He's John Hurt's doing, already doing dead. Hobbit, my friend. Not John Hurt, the character Kane, right? He's already dead when you start the Nostromo mission, which is unfortunate. But uh, oh, really? Huh. But what's great about it is when you're playing Alien Isolation, the actual game, you can listen to little notes that are on the computer, you know, voice notes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the more interesting parts. It's just like John Hammond's notes in Lost World, uh, Trespasser, which I still think someone should just extract from the game because I'd like to listen to all those. My name is John Parker Hammond. Without the echo. Yeah, well, I don't know if they have one without the echo, but I guess DreamWorks... uh, or EA Games so, or the company. They I think, probably I think have if, if it's one thing we've learned, all these files are stashed away in, in hard drives somewhere. Yeah. It has to be. Has to be. Has to be. So yeah, that's pretty sweet. But though. anyway, yeah, these these voice notes, I want to I listen to all of them. Uh, they're pretty cool because it's like Dallas was talking. Move, Dallas. No, it's coming right behind you. <laughs> that sounds exactly <laughs> like <her. laughs> No. Um, that thing was big. Huge. Remember that? Yep, breaking protocol. <laughs> and uh, and 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 it's it's them before going to hypersleep from before the original alien. So like we're going what? into the hypersleep. Oh, you can so you can see a scene. You mean before. not a scene? Uh, their voice notes. They're logging. Oh, in. log notes. Sorry, like log man. notes to send to whoever they're communicating with for the very nice. The so it's all this great stuff that you like with Alien, and sometimes the music's a little too distracting, too modern sounding at some points. Mm. Sometimes they put the choir because no one can resist the choir anymore. But, you know, you can switch it off. That, that's also Yay! cool. Because I remember when, we, when Tim linked us to the Let's Play, I remember it seemed a bit... The music seemed a bit intrusive in terms of it... If it was trying to capture the yeah. atmosphere of it. And I know that it's... I know, know we have a, a line between music. making it a um, cinematic game and making it a, an experience. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference. And, it's so, gl- and I'm glad you have an option to switch it that's off. Great, that's great. Because I would do that so I can feel the experience exactly. of getting chased the whole, in real life. I, I always thought the whole point of this was kind of to get you in the ship and to get you yeah, in and try yeah. to experience that scary stuff. So now we're just waiting for Alien Isolation Colonial Marines. <laughs> it should become, it should become Colonial out. Marines. Remember how, what a disaster that was? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're going to have Colonial Marines, you know, like a hybrid. They're going to be Colonial Marines are going to be coming onto Maybe. the ship. No, 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 no,
Yeah, Predator's coming in. Epic. No, no, I was going to talk about the mystery of the alien and the life cycle, but I don't want to do that because that yeah, was whatever. too nerdy and whatever. I don't like it. I just yeah. want to say that I like the idea of the unknown and I think people logging this stuff in into the lore so mm-hmm. much and making it law takes away from the I totally agree. from the scariness and interesting aspect and of the yeah, alien. Yeah, the mystery, like you said, the mystery of the, of the film. Yep. So what Keep else can mysterious. I say about Alien Isolation? Uh, the alien, the again, the walk is very loud. Clonk, clonk, clonk. But I guess that's fine because it's a game mechanic so you can hear him far away. Clonk, clonk, they should, clonk. They should take those sounds and put them in Be Gone. <laughs> they should take the sounds and put them in Be Why sorry. is your computer doing this? Because I, I'm sorry. It's okay. I have no problem. Okay, clonk, clonk, clonk. And also what I hate about the alien is some of the vocalizations it makes. <laughs> It has this generic <laughs> sniffing sound, which mm. I heard in Jurassic I Park. It's a raptor sound. It's a rhinoceros sound. I think it's a rhinoceros. You don't quote me on this, but it's one some kind of animal like that. And it's annoying because it's too natural. I don't like it. And I hear it all the time. When you hear the alien, you hear it going... <laughs> See, I don't know. I always it's too the, animalistic, I thought the alien, right? Yeah. You want it to be like... <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out, out of this world kind of thing. Yeah. I always thought the alien was silent. Is it not silent in the movie? Yeah, it is, but in for this movie, except, but, for, except for when it but attacks. But in the game, the you know the obvious, uh, like the excuse is, of course, it's a game mechanic. You have to hear it. Yeah. So it's fine in that regard. But I mean, if you change the sound, yeah, sorry. these details though, details, details, but details, but the devil's in the details. <laughs> you know, alien. T- that was good. That's an alien sound. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going for. Um, what the option to override automatic detonation expires in T minus one second. <laughs> Mother! Too late! And guess what? Got blasted into space, right? What else is in space in a galaxy far, far away? Yep, again, Star Wars. We're talking Star Wars again. But in this case, we're talking about something that we were sort of involved in before. So let's go back to 2009. Where something very intriguing was announced. Star Wars Uncut. Now the entire idea behind Star Wars Uncut was to take fan submitted scenes of pre-chosen sections in the film. Which were essentially what it boiled down to. 15 second clips, right? Yes, everybody gets like a 15 second clip. The entire Star Wars film was cut into 15 second um, spaces. And Mm -hmm. these spaces would be filled in with people's scenes. Yeah, you go on a website and you can register. It was on Vimeo. The first right, one that was, was first thing. It was very, it was very kind of homegrown. Um, yep, there was nothing official about nothing it. Nothing really. official. Very much a fan-based project, and it was really exciting because it was something that was very unique. You know, especially for I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Star Wars fans have done in the past, but yeah. I think that Uncut was something that was very um, intriguing because of the idea of everyone you know submitting a, a whole scene. That's right. Of 15 seconds. So, so you so, have to recreate the scene exactly. In that time, in a lot of time, seconds. and in whatever style you want to do, which is great exactly. because it brought in so much creativity so, from so artists. Much fun, you yeah. had you'd have scenes that were hilarious, sweeted, um, <laughs> sweeted kind of stuff. You'd, ha- you'd have very you know highly um, like like animated. for example, remember the sweeted like the ultimate sweeted one in my opinion, which was hilarious as well. Was at the end when the Death Star gets blown up, and then Luke comes back down with his speed with his uh, X wing, yeah, right? and he comes down and he hugs Carrie, right, yeah. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Oh, what am I talking about? Leia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get confused because he goes Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. Um. And what did the what was the scene? What one fan made? It was just a dad in the driveway with his car. He parks his little minivan. His little daughter comes in. 
He hugs his daughter. And that's the scene. And I, scene. I love it's that perfect. Stuff it was hilarious. This brought in so many But that's not scenes. the extent of it. There's like animation. There's like oh, really yes. elaborate stuff. There's, there's like there's the best one with a lightsaber duel. Animation. Yeah. That, oh, that one was so good. <laughs> There was this guy with a, with a with a brown hoodie and a painted beard. Yes. And this other guy who reminded me of this really famous Sith Lord called Darth Phileas. Yeah. He was in there also fighting. And it was just 50, it was brilliant, basically. Yeah, yeah, it was like, boom, 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 boom. 15 seconds of utter just sheer yeah, it greatness. Yeah, just blows you out of the water. And that was the best scene of the film. When was and this? So, it around, like, right after he goes, Darth Vader goes, when I met you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. And then Obi-Wan goes, only a master of evil. And then when he says Darth, it cuts it to the ultimate part. Darth. <laughs> but I loved, I loved that they brought in so many different um, elements. And there's, there's also really funny... Yeah, we talked about this. But it was great because it was like a combination of all the fans coming together doing their yeah. own unique style yep. for these allotted... Sections. So the original Star Wars. And so when you're watching it, I mean, I have to admit, though, watching it was kind of, you know, it was tiring for your brain because <laughs> you couldn't, um, nothing, you couldn't connect anything, essentially, apart from the story you already knew. So when you're watching the movie, um, you know, you get tired because your brain was being always introduced to these new um, styles. Yeah. And so after some time, you just kind of get fatigued from seeing always it's something true. new. Yeah, you can, you but can I mean, that, that's just, that's a small thing because the whole project was so interesting but that was star wars uncut in 2012 i think it was released it came out and they finally <sighs> ended it took it a down while. Or maybe it was 2010 scenes. then when we started um possibly but anyway, i gotta check i think it was i saw a the really really cool project um and that was that and you should go watch but that. it was 15 seconds and what was great about it is they was it with music or not i don't remember i think i think Overlapping okay, well music. this is how it was when they originally released it they like you said it was a vimeo you could upload the, the the videos on Vimeo and they would have a voting system. I don't know how it worked exactly, but, but people would vote up people what would scenes up. they like better because if there were two scenes that were picked that mm-hmm. was the same, I think the, I think ultimately the judges came in and they did pick. Well, yeah, ultimately whoever is editing it gets to choose. Well, yeah, but but, but but I'm saying the judges picked the top voted ones, but would also check and see if they might have you know picked some other scenes. I think yeah. that would work better for the film. Mm-hmm. But originally how it was released was a video on Vimeo, which was basically a playlist, a very complicated playlist where it played, I don't know how many clips that was. I don't know. Tons of clips from the film. Every 15 second clip would just play one after after another. And that was original. So I think that version did not have music. Okay. That was just, and if people put music in their clip, that would show up, obviously. Right. But if it wasn't, it would be just the... Now, this is interesting because the rules back then, they weren't as strict. So basically, you could either recreate the dialogue yourself by Mm -hmm. acting it out, or you could use the dialogue from the film... You could use music, you could not use music. So it's pretty, you know, liberal in that sense. They didn't really care so much as long as yeah. you got the dialogue in there and the scene was represented correctly. And that was that was uncut. That was how it was first released. And they did a director's cut, which was basically, I think they added music. The one okay. was on, the well, one was on I, YouTube, Did we even I watch believe. that one? I don't know. I don't know, but you can watch on YouTube. I don't know if that's, I think they might have added music. So anyway, that came out. Huge hit. Two million views, I think it was. Isn't it three now? I think it's three. Almost um, as much as Frozen and Thawed. <laughs> Yeah, but see, the funny thing is, like, huge hit. I'm saying huge hit, three million. Yeah, but then you go to some Nicki Minaj video, whatever. It's fifty billion views or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, relatively, you know, Good. a lot of people watched Good. it and it got shared around, which is great. Different art styles, different. And then what happened was, of course, they, they got, it got Star Wars, the official Star Wars, in September 2012. I remember this. Yeah, they heard about this, right? And I think they just partnered up with yeah. with the guys who were behind Star Wars Uncut, mm-hmm. and it became an official Star Wars project. Yep. And so. Was, but the good thing about this was they reopened submissions for Empire. Yeah, so they're they doing the sequel, Empire. Right? Empire Strikes Back. Uncut. Yep. 
and uh, yeah, and so they they the same deal. You know, everyone gets fifteen seconds. They allotted the, the scenes into sections. Yep. And that's it. And, they, and the we were going to do it again, just like we did it in Uncut. Mm. The funny You're thing getting, we could have done for Uncut, we could have done like a funny one. I don't know why we didn't do a funny one. We were going one to. Uncut. I wanted to no, do the for, sweeted for one. for the original one. I know we wanted to do a funny one for oh, okay. uh, Empire. But yeah, that would be, been great though. If we, if we, had we were going to go to fun. Tim's place. We are going to have Pishta, who mm-hmm. we occasionally play music from him on, on our postcap. And that just... It, 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 didn't, it, didn't, it didn't materialize. Because my idea was we were going to shoot it well. Well, good lighting and everything, okay. but it was going to be sweeted. sweeted. Yeah. And for those who don't know, I, I think everyone knows what sweeted means. Right? comes from Be Kind, Be Rewind mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Basically, a really crappy version of a film. Yeah, with the lowest of low budgets. Exactly. No budget. No what budget. What are talking about? It would have been good. Oh, well. But we still have one more shot. We have one more shot. The Jedi. But anyway, to finish the story, Empire... Um, they announced Empire doing that again, doing that again, continuing the uncut series, and the voting process took ages, and the editing process took ages, but it finally came out. What was it? Last week, Friday, last Friday. Yeah. Today's what Monday? It's last Friday, a couple of days ago. And it's done. <laughs> and we watched it. So and we Phil, watched it. What'd you think? Well, you know. Empire Uncut is just like Star Wars Uncut, so it had a lot of different people contributing their own scenes and they were very fun to look at the differences and all the people and all the different places and all the interpretations of the scenes that they were doing right mm-hmm, that's what was great about it as usual that's star wars uncut that's what's so that's fun about it point. and i hope they will continue this for return of the jedi they, they have to right but this but is where there's a, there a but there's, there there's is a, a but. there's unfortunately, a there's unfortunately, a big I have to say it is unfortunate Nicki minaj but <laughs> <laughs> yes go on it's not a good one. It's not a good big butt. No, uh, because what they did was instead of what Star Wars Uncut did, which was give everybody fifteen seconds or less, I think. I think I think they said offici- fifteen I seconds think officially or less. It was less, but I think pretty much everyone did fifteen yeah. seconds. And it would always go every fifteen seconds, change the scenario, change the clip. Exactly. So you would always have a good space of time, no matter what it was. It would be this person's interpretation of the scene. Exactly. Right? These people's interpretations. And not only that, that, that the creator would have, would at least know that their clip would be shown in its entirety. So they had complete creative control of just that yeah. 15 and seconds. What I so love if about they wanted it, to create some tiny little arc or some tiny joke with a punchline, yes, yes. totally feasible because it'll be in the film. Yeah. And uh, what was also good about it was that even it would have some cutaways, which would bridge itself to another scene. Mm-hmm. That also was great because they would still have that little smidgen which would, which would be theirs anyway because that whole section would be theirs. Yep, so. yep, yep. And so what we realize in Empire Uncut very, very early on, I think the first five minutes. I think so. You know, it's a well, very it, ironic thing that it's yeah. called Uncut yeah. because it has been cut a lot more densely than mm. the original Star Wars Uncut has, which is yeah. such a disappointment because it took away from the fun matter of fact sort of look into every scene and to be able to yep. enjoy it on a very rhythmic well, yeah and I, and I think unfortunately the biggest problem was that you didn't like i said the the, the creators didn't have that freedom to yeah. create in that space so ultimately it was kind of a mashup of two ideas it was the guys behind the editing were trying to edit the film 
like they wanted to see yep, it. Yep. So they were they were cutting in scenes however they however long and they it, wanted to be. And it felt like sort of like an ego thing. It felt like I'm the editor. I have to do the creative stuff. So you know, I'm cutting know, I'm cutting from been. one scene from someone else to another scene as if they were talking to each well, other. Well, see this thing. Like, I, I, I hate that was <laughs> yeah. that was that was. I know, man. It that, was stupid because it made it look like a like a feel good happy family yes, montage. That, that's I think. The, and it the took me away problem. from laughing or enjoying the scenes. That were playing, and instead, I just was focusing on how smug the editor was feeling by going, "Look at this! This is a Star Wars montage." <laughs> well, like you said, <laughs> it was a good point. You said, <laughs> you said it felt like it was more, more like a like a big trailer for. Look at all the Star Wars fans coming together and yeah, it's yeah. Like a sample. Like, that's what it was what drawing we can itself, all its attention together. to. Yeah, which yeah, of course, that's the whole point about Star Wars and Cut. But the whole point is to watch the scene, yes. and enjoy what people made, yeah. the whole thing. And, and that was so that's, very disappointing. And I mean, even though we enjoyed the the whole thing, because it felt like very much like a clash of these two ideas. Because yep. the creators didn't get to do what they wanted to do necessarily, depending on what the editor was feeling like for the yeah. scene. And then the editor was kind of putting his. And the music was too loud as well at some parts. And the music had some problems. And well, that's another thing. I don't know. Like we talked about the music, we weren't sure if it was in the original uncut or not. But definitely the music. I mean, it did detract from, especially the funny scenes, the sweetest yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that might have been intended to be without music. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, just and didn't what have they the also same. did was they tried to bridge the soundtracks as well. Like one of them had like a beat soundtrack, like when they when uh, the Millennium Falcon was going into the the sandworm or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then they and then the person who made that one clip, the animated clip, had Han Solo turning on the boombox or whatever, and it was, it was going, yeah. And then when it cut, they would the editor would still keep the sound going, but muffly, right? Because right, it's right. a different shot. The, no, but it's that from a different was person. And for me, look, look, the editor was probably having a ball doing this and being like, it's so fun. Look how cool this is. But, but it, it, it made but me feel like, oh, sh- But from an editing perspective, like he did nothing wrong. From an editing perspective, I mean... I know. That the, but I'm saying for the project, unfortunately, That's right. I don't think this that is like what, what, what I'm about. talking about with Alien and the animation on Alien. It's too... It's like... For the animators, look, I did an animation. It's great. Yeah. But it's not lending itself to what you're yeah. like. What could have been better? So it was harder to follow, yep. you know, these these clips, and it would I think it would have been just more fun being able to just wait for every fifteen second clip to to show up, you know. Yep, every fifteen seconds. And you get to see everyone's awesome interpretation, which there were great submissions in this one as well. Yeah, there was great stuff, but it, um, just unfortunately, it just didn't. Yep, didn't turn out as didn't well turn as, out we as good. Hopefully, Return of the Jedi. Hopefully, people will notice. This That'd be nice. That'd and be nice. tell them, and then Return of the Jedi will be back to normal. But I mean, it, it's not bad. I mean, it was still fun to watch. Of course, definitely. It, was. it was still fun, and it was, it's a great project. But yeah. it's just that it's kind of like unfortunately, it's a crucial bit. Yeah. But we're gonna do some stuff for Return of Jedi now, dude. We have to. We have to Let's do, do more Return than one. Jedi. We, we gotta do, do at least one. three scenes. Yeah, we I'm gonna sub- do an animated one. I'll try to. An we gotta submit one. it, and then everyone should go vote. <laughs> yes. Or anim- no, I, I encourage everybody else yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it yeah, themselves. Yeah, whenever, it, whenever the when that's announced, yeah. we're gonna link it. And you guys should because I want to see more people. That get we your know. friends. Get your friends. Get some crappy camera and yep. go make a sweeted version or make an amazing version yeah, yeah, yeah. with you know amazing editing and amazing acting. Yep. Whatever. Or if you're an animator, go animate. Yep. Just make yep. a scene yep. and submit it because That's it'll right. be in the final version. Everyone gets to see it. It's yeah. Awesome. And uh, we know someone who looks like so close to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she we should totally to get her. This is gonna be great. And then people be like, "Is that Carrie Fisher?" Yes, and, and I can't like, wait yes. to see the comment on YouTube. Is that Carrie Fisher? Lol. Lol. Is that Carrie Fisher? Lol. <laughs> so yeah, so that was Star Wars and Star Wars. Yep. Cool, cool beans. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's play a song. Let's do it. What so do you got? I got a, uh, you know, I like jazz, and I have this jazz song by Adam Ben Ezra. He messaged me today and said it was okay to use the song. Awesome. So I got it, 
and we can play it. And it's all jazz. So he plays the bass. Song Adam called? Ezra plays the bass, like the double bass. It's called Open Land. It's very, quite flighty. Very nice. Very nice playing. Very nice playing. Very nice. Very nice sound too. Very spacious. I like that. And we could, we could sing with it. I see the blue skies and the rainbow. I was walking down the street. I was walking down the street. Oh. And I saw your face. Walking down the street. Take a shower. No. No. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing about Empire Uncut. Uh, they used a special edition, of course. Yes, so, no, unfortunate, unfortunate, if I if true. I had one of the clips, I would but just you know do why this. Well, I know, but if I had one of the clips, I would do this. 
I would just put a whole a sign that said this wasn't in the original version. This wasn't in the original version. Yep, and then they'd kill it. And, gone. and also, it's too bad that the one guy who got the line that Luke says was, "You're lucky to get out of there." To R two when he gets spit out of the out of the whale. That's so weird. The why? Oh, because they played. The I game. would have insisted to say, "You're lucky you don't taste so good." Yeah, but you'd be disqualified because that's not the clip. That's not the clip. Star Wars Vision. That's the newest one. Yeah. Star Wars. Anyway, Star Wars is a world, and it takes place on it on, on with many Earths. But there's mm-hmm. one Earth that's in the middle, and it's and middle. Alternate, there we go. There's, there's my universes where Luke segue. says different things. But no, I was gonna say there's my segue to Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. Okay, do it again. What'd you say? Nothing. Forget it. Okay. Well, here we go. Mordor. Okay, this is the last topic for today. I have nothing else to say about this, but I think this might take a while. So uh, I had the opportunity of uh, not playing Shadow of Mordor because remember how we were talking about that game, that game that's coming out by Monolith Studios that was being made. Uh, nope. It's, what it's, was it? Instead of Lord of the Rings now, they're putting Middle Earth because you know Lord of the Rings is not in season anymore, and The Hobbit is too mm. girly, so they're changing. You got to nice, got to put a big huge blanket yeah. over it. Both of these Middle games Earth. that I'm talking about are movie tie-in games, but movie tie-in games that have nothing really to do with the movie as much, like in terms of release dates, because these came out afterwards. And what? some I'm sorry. movies. Repeat that last part. Movie tie-ins. Like that aren't coming simultaneously with the release of this movie of these movies, okay, right, right, right. or have no like particularly direct relation to mm-hmm, each mm-hmm. movie, uh, which probably means it's better quality, mm. because you know when movie tie-in, yeah, usually, they're usually I think that that's terrible. extinct now. They don't really do those anymore. I don't know actually. I, I wouldn't that's be surprised. It's all mobile. If they it's all it's all yeah, cell mobile. Phones. Mobile the Hobbit. Yep, that's the Lee only game throw, that came Lee out. Throw into the bejeweled maze. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Where is the Arkenstone? <laughs> Guide him to the Arkenstone. Oh, 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 you need to buy more bejeweled beans. Your honor is threatened. My honor. Mm. Arkenstone, $49.99. <laughs> Show your friends. Real money. Show your friends and share on Facebook that you got the Arkenstone. Yeah, re- yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> I can make this up so easily. So anyway, uh, hire me. Middle Earth, yeah, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. We were uh, slagging it off for quite a while. Right? I know. I, well, okay, uh, so I have, to, I have to say, I mean, we got it, we got it in here. That we have had... Uh, like I said, bad experiences with these movie tie-in games, especially ones that, and especially the ones that kind of like um, <laughs> piggyback on uh, themes. Let's say, for example, Middle Earth, like you said, you said, right? Yeah. And so when we see something that comes out Middle Earth, like um, there was, there was a good example, came out I Third think, Age. Um, is that the one that's similar to Battlefront? Oh no, you mean War in the North? Battlefront. Oh, oh Conquest. Well, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. War in the North is good too. The one where you you could be a human wizard. But War in the North like compared to Shadow of Mordor in terms of tone is completely. Like, okay. Well, no, I'm not talking about that. War in the North feels like an actual Tolkien game. Uh, okay. Well, no, the one with the yeah. In comparison, the Third Age, whatever that thing was called, where you can be a Conquest. It's con- a Battlefront. No. Okay. Third Age, right? Where, the one where you can be yeah, a human wizard. Yeah, where you're a human and you are you have an elf friend yes. and you have a dwarf yes, yes. friend that kind of stuff and you're following the Fellowship. Yeah. Well, our perspective is always that we, when we saw that, right, we would go, "Oh, they're just taking Middle Earth and using it as a springboard and making up some stupid, making some stupid uh, Final Fantasy, World yeah, of Warcraft yeah, stuff, yeah. right?" Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I think our disposition was probably with with Shadow of Mordor, yes. where we just thought, oh, we look at the trailers, look we look at, at the tone, and we're it's like, probably not good that we're doing? you know just judging it automatically. Yeah. It's not good, obviously. But this but, is, yeah. I have a huge uh, pillar, yes, a huge stone. That I cannot move, that gives me this uh, veracity towards all these other like Tolkien-inspired games or other media or stories that come out. Yeah, and the reason is because Tolkien, unlike any other author before him, I would say, was so meticulous and detailed <laughs> with his wine drinking, I, hmm? with his I'm wine joking, drinking, joking. 
with his wine drinking that um you can look at like you look at the appendices you look at uh, the unfinished tales and all these things that he wrote he was just going over these things all the time imagining new things and going through uh like these different civilizations these different uh creature not creatures as much but just like you know because of the languages and how they developed and all this stuff mm-hmm. and so much detail look at like the in the appendices they have this whole uh, jur- uh tale of the years which shows you almost all the years in which all the significant stuff happens mm-hmm. in middle earth from the second to the third age and there's hardly any room for any significant fan or like outside source to be do- adding to this story That's why I don't like it when people try to add stuff. Because why Tolkien? There's so many... Uh, Star Wars, add your own stuff, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because Star Wars is open-ended. Because, because you have such a huge... Because Tolkien is like a unique wealth thing. Wealth of material yeah. already. Well, I mean, if you're going to go and, that, and that's the unique thing spin about, off of it, you, yeah, could, you could at least pull from all the stuff that Tolkien has done if you're already going to do that. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that's the big reason why i don't care otherwise i wouldn't care if the, if, if tolkien didn't write about it and you're trying to do something about yeah, it that, fine that, do it absolutely well, i'll not? just why judge not, it right? based on how you implemented the idea not by the idea itself so that's the biggest reason why i hate it when they make the third age even if it might might have been a good game but there's like another fellowship is here yeah, to that. follow the other fellowship to follow the fellowship of the ring Oh man! Like there's this guy from yeah, Gondor I love, I love, who's like, I'm following. I'm looking for Aragorn. And you know? make your own fellowship. And then in the end, I, I heard that the last the Google. last fight. What's the last fight in the third age? The PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> Everybody taking turns hitting the eyeball of Sauron. Amazing. That's not really what happens, right? But of course not. But it would. If I would, if they made it. <laughs> and no, no, my favorite. No, it does happen. That is in the game. What? Yes. <laughs> they go and take turns because it's a turn-based R- RPG. That's terrible. I'm just gonna say it's terrible. <laughs> I've seen it, but it's terrible. Uh, I love the stuff like you know. Here's Rabagul. That's a character. I mean, yeah, yeah Rabagul. Rabagul. He's like, walk around Bree and start start your own form your own fellowship. I and hate you go, you that. Go, you go to the bar. What's it? The Prancing Pony. Yep, Here we are. That's the only dun, bar dun, 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 in the dun, dun, world. Dun, and you go and meet an elf. Who are you? I'm Talagala. Yeah, yeah. yeah Talala. Who are you from? I am from the Elven Woods of not Mirkwood, but you know, like the north of Mirkwood. Mirkwood. He's like, oh. I'm starting a fellowship. Gandalf has spoken to me and he told oh. me. Because Gandalf obviously just talks to everyone. Yeah. He's t- telling me to go to, you know, save Frodo. Frodo's doing a mission. They know about the mission as well. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. So that, I, yeah. I love it in the, in like, this kind yeah. of stuff. Dumb. So um, Shadow of Mordor looked like everything but just worse, in my opinion, when I saw the trailers. Worse and all than that what? Kind of stuff. Worse than Third Age or War in the North really? or whatever. I thought it was like good graphics and things. So the story is basically, in, in case you haven't heard, there's a ranger, a Dunedain ranger. He's, uh, this is before, Italian. this is while the Hobbit's happening, or in between. And yeah, Talion the Ranger is, is patrolling Mordor before it became evil, uh, which is sort of true, half true, something like that. And, Doesn't matter, Philip, we're making and up And he stuff. and his wife gets killed by invading, you know, like the, the ever-growing orcs and evil people yeah, that are coming to Mor- coming Mordor. You know, attacking, yeah. Even though they have these guards to keep them out of Mordor or keep them in Mordor. Which I think was the case, keep them in. Which is true. Like the Numenorians built the Black Gate, you know, the the people of Gondor back in the Second Age after the downfall of Sauron. Okay, and um, and then they built a bunch of other. They built the Tower of Kirithungol. Remember that one? Yep. They built that. When did that get overtaken by orcs? When uh, Gondor just kept getting smaller and smaller. Okay, yeah. Which is very, which was very quickly, which has happened. 
Uh, now I forgot most of these things, so I can't really talk about that too much because I my 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 quote unquote facts of this fictional world aren't refreshed, so I can't really say anything. But what happens is that refreshing. What happens is like these uh, bad guys kill Talion's daughter or son and uh, wife. Yeah, right? in the beginning. So it's this revenge thing. I need revenge, but he he can't get revenge. Because and he and he gets well, sliced. Can I explain the he beginning? Get, he gets his head sliced. Yeah, he gets sliced, sliced. He wants. Oh yeah, he gets his head sliced. Not sliced. 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 He gets his throat sliced. Yeah, yeah. And he dies, and he finds himself in the shadow realm. Yeah. Which apparently only one person lives in the shadow realm. Who is it? It's uh, Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor, the forger of the rings. Right? Yes. And he and and which is completely stupid because Tolkien wrote about what happens, so I don't know why they have to change it. Why can't they just go with the rules? That's no, what I don't understand because do that. Tolkien was so specific with it, meticulous with these things. So why change it? If it was Narnia, change whatever you want. I don't care because gamers. Are you know what I mean? If it was Star Wars, the Force. Game. It's the it's, it's a dark force. It's fine. Do whatever you want. It, force Unleashed is stupid, but I don't care. You know what I mean? Because it's not. But it's not like George Lucas cares so much you know i know or was so meticulous but you know we have a better idea i think we can we can actually expand yeah, this. yeah. and, and we, so we can, we can put the shadow so realm. so there's this dunedain ranger who's in the twilight world with a uh, calebrimbor and he's like calebrimbor is like I, d- I don't remember why i'm here and so you and me we should come together you will be able to live again and i'll be your your soul or whatever yeah, which is with buddy. you and so we're in mordor Right before it gets super evil, before Sauron appears, because he he's still because he's spoiler. If you in case you want to see the Hobbit, he's still right. in, which is dumb because you obviously saw the Lord of the Rings. So it doesn't matter. He's still in um, in his hiding place in Dolguldur, right? Mm-hmm. So this is before Sauron comes. So Mordor is not like this hellhole that it is in the movies, mm-hmm. right? This is. The game canon. I don't, I don't know. Like whatever. I, I would say Mordor is pretty big, so there's like other places in Mordor that aren't as uh, ashen and desolate. But Tolkien describes the Mordor pretty well in the books. So I mean, yeah, like portions of the Shire are part of Mordor. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the whole game takes place uh, with you uh, doing different tasks, fighting a bunch Mordor of orcs. political party. And yeah, the inside uh, orc uh, Mordor... Civil fights and stuff like that. Okay, civil okay. wars. Yeah, Which whole, and here's the thing: I agree with this. I don't mind it because Tolkien didn't write much about orcs. You can do whatever you want about orcs, and they did, and it's fine. It's completely cool. I like it. Yeah, because there's all these different orcs. They all look pretty well designed. That's true. They all look different. There's this nemesis system which we talked about, which is you know you know how that goes, right? Yeah, it, it randomly generates. You, you get killed. And then you come, you resurrect, but it's part of the continuity, so it's not like a game over screen. So some people that killed you will remember, and he's like, they're like, wait, wait, I killed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no! Again, see, tying into the alien thing we talked about before, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Dynamics, and they're trying to make. And apparently, it more... the f- I haven't played it, and Tim's like, well, you should have played it. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine, I'll try it. I'll try it, and I'll get back to you if, if there's anything interesting for me to say. But apparently, the gameplay is really fun, and the fights are really good. So there's some in in. Uh, in <laughs> Innovation, in, uh, <laughs> in innovation, innovation done with the gameplay and the mechanics. Nothing wrong with that. Sounds great, and I think that's that's where the fun lies. And also, I looked at the environments again, just like Alien. Great environments. Looks so cool. I wish there was more exploration you could do in Mordor before it was bad. And but that make, make, makes no sense because in actual continuity, not in the Hobbit movie continuity. Uh, the Ringwraiths are in Mordor, and they're preparing. They're preparing for Sauron's return. So why wouldn't it be evil and scary already? 
I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm really, this is I'm a really lost with video the, game. With this in terms of the, the okay, well, I won't go into that. But uh, so what happens is you just fight orcs and you. The whole mission is the Kalimbrimborn. Yeah, Kalimbrimborn. <laughs> yes, he Kalimbrimborn. He tells him pretty much straight. Looks at the camera and goes, "Our mission is to find Sauron or something like that, or find yeah, yeah, the person who Sauron. cursed you." Yeah, and, and, and that's and, the whole beginning yeah. of the game, yeah. and that's where it all starts. Yeah, and so, so you watch the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. All the so, can scenes. you tell me what happens at the end? I can tell spoilers. you what happens. Oh boy, yeah, spoilers. If you don't want to know, if you, you want to play this, this game or you want to watch the stupid let's play. story. Okay, so you just continue going around and you meet Gollum at some point. Uh, you probably, you probably, you probably with Aragorn. You probably team with Aragorn to do the hunt for Gollum. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? I'm uh, no, no, I, I have to, I have to really realize. So, so here's the thing. Like, there's orcs, and like I said, great because there's different hierarchies of orc. There are different war bands of orcs. They're fighting each other. All perfect. All great. I think, in my opinion, there's nothing I can say against it. Except I would have ex- executed differently, but that's just me. Um, that's all. That whole thing with, uh, with possessing orcs is stupid because no one can possess anybody in Lord of the Rings the actual book there's such minimal use of magic in in Lord of the Rings which is so amazing even to this day because everybody just has lightning bolts out of their fingertips and stuff like that but what they did with this game of course is they made it nuts and they just made it like you know you can possess with the evil of Celebrimbo who's who's bad apparently I see. I don't like that stuff. I don't like that stuff. <laughs> um, Especially like you said when you're mixing it with. The and then there's and then there's like there. one orc, a sidekick orc, who's like, "Help me, help me!" And you help him. He's kind of like Jar Jar. Mm, he's like, sounds great. And he's like, "All right, I'll 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 go to the other camp, and you can kill the orcs, and I'll be the war chief for you." You know, like, and that's interesting, but kind of weird. But I I can't talk. I, I it was refre- it was fresh in my mind a week ago when I watched it, but now it's a little bit sorry. Yeah, so forget that part. Actually, don't forget it. Just keep it in your thoughts. There's uh, rival battles, you know, rivals. Like rival orcs. You can make rival orcs and stuff like that, and, and it's all great. But what I hate about it is that they have to add new monsters. They added all these different beasts. Hmm. They're all Modor beasts. <laughs> and it's like, didn't... The book had something called werewolves. They never even used werewolves. They didn't even look at the book. See, I don't understand that. I really don't. I have a hard time And werewolves, just, just to be clear, werewolves are like, kind of like big wolves, but not wargs. And they... They can talk. No, I don't think they can talk, but they're like more but intelligent. But see, that, I get the impression. There you that, go. I get the Use impression that. you're coming in. It's almost like coming into a business meeting that we've already been, have this project established. <laughs> yeah. We've been working on it for such a long time. You come in and say, "All right, so what's this doing there?" I have another idea, and you just put your other idea there. Yeah. And suddenly we have these big monsters. Monsters is not connecting whatsoever, and you just bring a brand <laughs> okay. new idea when that's already established. We're doing this. Yep. Yep. That's what it feels like to me. How about Brimbor? Yeah, Calebrimbor. He shouldn't. People, they were teasing everybody like the book fans will love this because Calibribor is in it. Well, the, the Forge of the One, the YouTube book okay. fans. Okay, okay. So there's this cutscene that happens because every time you find uh, an item in the YouTube game and you touch it, every time you touch an item in the game that you find like an artifact, it turns into a Morgul blade. It's uh, it's Calibribor's memory coming back. So he's Ooh. like, Aah! and you see a flashback. <laughs> you know, uh, that sounds great. Uh, and it reveals little bits about what Celebrimbor did, right? Ooh. And so in the Dark actual in the actual continuity, Celebrimbor, as everybody knows, he's sort of he was more of a headstrong kind of elf lord and he he's uh, related to Feanor, who was uh, one of the people who created the Silmarils, which are these big valuable jewels in Silmarillion, Similarian. And um Silmarillion. But in this case, Celebrimbor uh 
was deceived by Sauron, who used to be Anatar, right? Who disguised himself as an elf lord or a, or a uh, just a, okay, you know, like a humanoid. Now. I'm trying to think. So Anatar is Sauron in disguise. Okay. In fact, he looks a lot better in this in these cutscenes. Anatar does mm. Sauron in disguise than he does in everybody else's mind, which is Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> and and we can't forget also, um, you know, spotless face, eighteen year old kid, essentially. Remember uh, pictures on Deviant Art? Yeah, right? yeah, I hate them, hate Young them. And also, Sauron. I hate it when they put those yellow eyes, like the Sauron eyes that he sometimes glows. It's so cheesy. I hate that too. That's also in the game, but uh, yeah. And so you, what happens is Anatar's coming in. This is for real, right? And he's like, "Go and make, uh, let, let's make ones for the dwarves, so they can, you know, they can make more riches. And then let's make, and then let's make nine for for men to govern their own races." Okay. And Celebrimbor's like, "Let's do this." And so, Ana, so Anatar, aka Sauron, with Celebrimbor, who doesn't know it's Sauron, no one yeah, knows it's yeah. Sauron. They go on, go ahead and start smashing it away and making rings, right? And they made them all. And he's like, "Awesome, awesome, awesome." I'll be right back. Woohoo! Yeah. Anatar goes away. I'm Sauron! And he's in Mount Doom secretly dun, making dun, the one dun, ring. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, he makes dun, the one dun. ring, and because he knows he helped make the seven and the nine, he can. He can make the one. Yeah, and so he makes this the ring of power, which is the main power of it is to control. So he's now he's now he's gonna try to control the dwarves. Yeah, he's and like the, the ultimate betrayal. That, exactly, and that's what happens, right? And so what happens in the cutscene in the flashback? You can see him forging the ring. Yeah, you can see him helping Anatar. No, helping brother. You can see Sauron helping uh, as Anatar, right? Yeah. Helping him forge the three rings, which he never touched or sullied. He never touched three rings. Anatar, but you see him. Is. Yeah, you see him. You see him looking and going. You have a great gift. Oh man! And then and then and then, Why? And then here's the worst part. Okay, he when he gets the one ring. Uh, apparently, and then and then there's Celebrimbor who gets captured, and yeah. then. He shows himself, right? He shows himself at Anatar and he goes, Whoa, look at me, I'm actually Sauron, right? And then and then Kelbinbor, because he's so full of skill, oh, no. comes in and reverses the ring's effect, the one ring's oh, effect, and it turns instead of red, it turns blue. And he tries to be the Dark Lord, Celebrimbor. No, bum, 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 bum. What is this? <laughs> and then there's a war. He fights with Celebrimbor in this giant war, and his 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 daughter and 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 and, and wife are like yeah, like in the battle, but they're like captured by Sauron. And then there's this. Ah, oh. did they hire someone from Davy Archer to help? I know, right? The story. And, and uh, <laughs> that's one thing. But then there's uh, then there's also, uh, um, 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 and then and then Talion goes off goes off uh, south of Mordor. There's this little lake called Rune, right? If you look at the maps, you'll see this lake down there. And what they made up was that there's this whole Viking race in Rune. Uh, with remember that old lady in the trailers? Uh, Sauron will create an army. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and she's all old and decrepit, right? Mm-hmm. And her daughter, which is the straight out of a B movie, like you know, like Scorpion King okay. Three. Yeah. That's exactly how she looks like. This barbarian lady comes in and says, "Are you Italian? Come, let's go to my mother's place, who's a soothsayer." Oh. Dun, 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 dun. They go down, uh, and it looks like World of Warcraft now with all the cutscenes, and it's so. And then he goes inside this 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 lady's chamber, right? And she's like old, like an old witch lady, okay. right? And she's like, eh, Sauron will create crazy crazy armies, you know? Yeah. He will be back. Oh, and then and then and then she starts going, old lady, right? Yeah. And she goes, nah, this this will this will make you feel amazing. Uh, Talion, you can control the armies of orcs, 
make an army. We can, we can, we can fight Sar with orcs. The army. Okay, but no, you don't want to know what happens oh, next. And I keep hearing, and I hear at the same time like a low male voice with her voice. And then Calabrian boy's like, because he's a ghost and he's yeah. always rotating it like just he's with Talion. He goes, he's like, no, wait, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then they, he drives out. What happens? And then, like he and Talion drive out. That was Saruman possessing her. Oh no! Possessed by a powerful wizard. I see. I was, so there's I was Saruman. Say Sauron was possessing her. No, there's Saruman going. Saruman. We 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 have to create our own army. So he does the same so thing he, to Saoden. So, he, so he's just annoying people, yep. possessing people. Yeah, make me an army. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, oh boy. Uh, and then there's a dub. Uh, there, there, there's a there's a dwarf that he meets at the same time, like in between. Okay. Guess what the dwarf looks like? Gimli's dad. Nope. J- nothing like that. <laughs> have you seen World of Warcraft? Yeah, a little so bit. So he's shirtless. What and wonderful. has and has those leather straps around him, like a you know, uh, and suspenders? his beard, no beard, mutton chops, that's it. Perfect, perfect. And dwarf. it looks like World of Warcraft. It doesn't look like there's nothing Middle Earth about this at all. Another reason this could have been called. And he's like, let's go hunt some monsters, and then you have to help Talion. And why didn't, fight they, why monsters. didn't they call this game Talion? And they're in caves. I know. Shadow Warrior. <laughs> there you go. That would be fine. And he has his own broken blade. <laughs> but one thing I liked about it is that uh, Celebrimbor. As a spirit, he's like walking around Talion and he's like talking to him a little bit, but no one else can see him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. But then again, um, well, I think it just comes back what we were talking about before. And then, and like, then they well, talk to Gollum, why, you know, at some why point, add these which elements. is useless. But there's one cool thing with Gollum. At least they had Gollum sing a new song, mm. which was interesting. I thought that was fine. You see, there's stuff. There is a little Marion. Well, he sings something about like the filthy ranger or something like that. You know, that would be that, that's that's not bad. There's nothing bad about this. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just that this this doesn't exist. There's no reason for this to happen. And then he and his rangers, he they don't talk about anything. Wranglers, you mean? Yeah. And there's, it's like the story is so B-movie. You know what I mean? It's just so like direct-to-video. I just told you about it. Yeah. And now I need to tell you the ending. Okay. okay. This is unbelievable. We, we, we witnessed the ending. Okay. Then he's like, he's gathering Caliborn. his army. Caliborn. He's gathering his army, right? Yeah. Uh, all the people, all the orc chiefs that you controlled throughout the game. The Italian is gaining they, an army. Yeah. And he's going across the, the lake of Rune. Or well, sea he's going to break the curse. He's going to go and fight the, he's going to fight the mouth, not, not the mouth, the hand of Sauron. Okay. Which is made up. Uh, who is the guy that, you know, killed his family. Right, and he's one of the leaders in Mordor right now. Even though it should have been one of the Ring Wraiths who are in Mordor already, they don't have that. No, no, no. It's the Hand of Sauron, Hand whoever of Sauron. that is. And the Hand of Sauron looks like I hate this. They always make these humans look creepy and monstrous, and they look like characters from, uh, you know, Warcraft and um, Star Wars, Yuuzhan Vong, extended universe sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. They look so unbelievably stupid. Like, you know, like just, they just go, like they have black lips and sharp teeth. Those are humans. Why? Because they're powerful sorcerers. No, no, no. The, oh, s- the, the spells twisted their minds. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. So what happens is he takes, he's going to go and fight back. That's that's how simple the story is. Yeah, well, so we, you, well, well Philip, what do you mean that that's a simple story? The beginning of the story is you got to stop the guy who gave you the curse. Uh, there you go. Now he goes. Right, he goes in and take, and so all the orc chiefs he possessed. Of course, he's doing that all the time. Yeah, possess everyone. And then he goes. They go on the boat, and it's like, yeah. it's like the sunset, 
and he, they're on this ship because he took the ship from the from the old lady whom he cured remember okay. from Saruman's curse yes, yes. who's now young again because uh-huh. she used to be old and ugly because it's just like Theoden mm, beautiful uh, and, and he's like I owe you two you know a lot so it's and he sees and all these orcs are being friendly and walking by because they're possessed right? yeah, they're going yeah, yeah. onto the boat and he's going now we go and fight the hand of Sauron dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they go all across the boat and they get there and then Here's the. This is the big battle at the end. Okay. You'd think it would be like an army. Right. It's just the orc chiefs that you collect at the collect end. Like 10 of them. Yep, 10 against 10. And then there's the rival you made with the nemesis system. Mm-hmm. It's like, raw! And he's like, now we fight them! Raw! Mm-hmm. And then they fight. Then you do a fight scene, and at the end, you fight the, the, the hand of Sauron, who looks ridiculous, as you'd probably know. Yeah, you're talking about And him. then what happens is, after you defeat him, guess what? I know what happens. A giant coin pops up and it spins <laughs> and then you get a bling. No, no. He transforms into Sauron. No. Bum, 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 Why bum, 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 Whatever. Bum. Do you know what? Why not? <laughs> they went so far. Might as well put Sauron in yep. there. And then guess what? The fight against Sauron, quick time event. Awesome. I love quick time and events. Then, and then, and then, and then, uh, Calibre is like, he's too powerful. We have to stop him. And he's trying to kill Sauron. And Celebrimbor like gets all these flashbacks I told you about with the one yeah. ring and everything. My my friend. Yeah, yeah. And then in the end, right, you 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 in defeat Sauron, but you don't because he comes back to Mordor, and then the volcano you, explodes. You then the volcano explodes. Return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the volcano explodes, and then in the end, he's like, "We have done our deed. What should we do now?" Now this is the worst. Okay. This is the absolute <laughs> worst. This is the ending. I didn't even know this was the ending, okay. but, and he goes off and says, "Now what will you do?" You know, yeah. and apparently Italian is so full of anger and vengeance after he killed Sauron, he looks over at Mordor and sees it volcanic and everything, and he goes, "I think we need to make a new ring." Boom! <laughs> and then it says Shadow of Mordor, and then guess what happens? <laughs> Rock music. <laughs> what is this? We're teasing for the next game. <laughs> What's the next game? Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> so what Talion is supposed to be now he's going to be uh, apparently Sauron uh, um, he's going to make his own ring which is not possible no no elves are gone the elven, elven smiths of Eredion are long gone what if what if you find out this is this is all ridiculous what if you the fi- story is ridiculous it Listen, is stupid what if you find out that um, this whole storyline is similar to like Metal Gear Solid Revengeance where it's just they're but messing Revengeance with people. But Revengeance has I know, what if they find they're messing purpose. with people? What if you find that they're if messing with people? If you're messing with people, that's hilarious. Then make it even more over the top. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely like true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? But man, and all I wanted to say is like, if only this wasn't Lord of the Rings. If only this wasn't Middle Earth. You know? If yeah. only they could just have made this, or or better yet, you, you know what they could have done? They couldn't have made it a Dunedin Ranger or a Gondorian Ranger or okay. anything like that. They could have made it a person like one of the Easterlings or one of the Haradrim who finds out, hey, Sauron is a bad guy. Why should I work with him? And then he could have been like an outcast in Mordor, gone into Mordor. He would have been fine in Mordor because, you know, like when, when Sauron is drawing all these armies and stuff, he could have been there and then he could have, and then it would have been so much more in canon now, you know? Yeah. At least, at least that. At least they could have had someone from, from, from like one of the Easterlings or one of the, Corsairs of Umbar or whatever mm-hmm. and he could have been to Mordor killing orcs being a, being a double agent yeah that would have been fine but no but no dun, 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 it's time dun, for a new dun, ring dun, dun, dun. so apparently gameplay great look for the most part great but the story is completely direct to video like 
Scorpion King 3. That sounds actually worse than I thought it was going to be. Because I, I was, was expecting kind of mm, middle nope. of the road. I was Ooh. holding my tongue until then. <sighs> and guess what else? Guess what else? I can't believe this. I can't believe this. This was a tease for the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Alien Isolation has the same thing. Really? Yep. Well, There's I, a tease for the next one. As it, like, I thought this was just going to be one game. Nope! Everything more. has to be teased to the next one. Teased to the next Trilogy. And, of course, in uh, Shadow of Mordor, there's regurgitating lines. You know, like, Let, may, may this be a light to you when all oh, other lights go out. Drinking up the lines? Yep. <laughs> you know what, speaking of which, why don't they put some of those lines in The Hobbit? Why don't they? We need more of that. Yeah. We yeah. need more of that stuff. And that's it. I think you, that, was, that was my rant. It was fun. Bilbo, I would have followed you. And if, oh, I have to say, the voice actor who played Talion uh, is apparently this really popular voice actor, actor called um, Troy Baker. And I have to say, I can never tell if it's him because he has this deep voice, but he does—he did the main character voice for Joel in The Last of Us, and he also did the main character in uh, Bioshock Infinite. And in this one, can't tell. I don't know. Like, they're all deep voices, but they all sound different. Hmm. Pretty good. That's, that's good. And that's well, all I can that say. That was, I think that's that all our time ride. for tonight. That was a ride. A ride through... Saruman possessing... Italian <laughs> warrior of the Shadow Realm. Bah, 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 bah. Rock music. I, I can show you. What's that ending now? Yep, yep. And that's it. I have another song we can you can listen to, and I think we're done. What's your last song? Come on, we got. Okay, so gotta, here's this great thing. Okay, so I ask these bands for some reason. I have never had any luck until now, and I asked uh, this one band. It's your time to shine. Mm-hmm. I asked this oh, one oh, band. Oh, um, I asked this one band, Father Figure. Uh, if I could use their song because I liked it. I actually liked the song. Um, and they replied to me. And instead of just saying, yeah, you can use the song and I usually buy it, which is what I do, mm-hmm. which is you too, you yep. do too. Uh, they just went, here, have the whole album for free. That's so awesome. That's amazing. And That's so really we have no choice but to say this and say, listen to March of the Rare Bird by Father Figure while we talk to you on our one year anniversary next Monday. Next time. Which will be on Wednesday, of course, but this Wednesday, but we're not going to do podcast this Wednesday. We're just going to do it on a Monday. We're just going to leave yeah. it for Monday. We're going to have some songs. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll find out. It's going to be great. Thanks, guys, Hopefully, for the album. Yeah, yeah, that too. Thank you so much. It's cool. And there it is. Mm-hmm.